Yeah, like, hey, we're gonna nerd out about this. Ready? Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, we're already talking. Oh, good. <laughs> Check it out. Caught us with our pants down for a second. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, this is gonna be long. It's a long, arguous we're journey. We're gonna nerd out about music. Mm. Geek out about it. But at the end, possibly, we'll have uh, destroyed the ring. And yeah. we can return to... <laughs> <laughs> Our normal lives. Basically, you can always press pause and come back to it. True that. But we definitely nerd out on some music. If you're into music and we're born in the fucking 70s or 80s, then probably going to be into it. This is one's for you. Hail. Welcome to Hoof and Horn, a pagan podcast with T-Rex and Braxis Mudai, where we talk about witchcraft, paganism, music, the occult, and whatever else we want. Hello, world! <laughs> you probably just blew out everybody's ears. I did, I'm sorry. Hello, world. How are you guys doing during the quarantine coronavirus? The Rona. Mm-hmm. You're going to get plumped by that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get... You so, have to have that. let me just first say that there is a horn of meat in front of us with ice in it. And this is the first time I've ever had ice in a horn. I don't know that Vikings did that. I don't think they did. I don't know, man. They were in Scandinavia. It wasn't oh, one of their elements did. ice, right? Maybe they Shit. did. Shit, they probably had all maybe kinds of cold like drink the beverages. They probably the first. <laughs> cool. Yeah, their favorite cold beverage. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have the the point like the other way. You're gonna get plumped in the face oh, with it. I'm good. There's a specific way you drink out of a horn. So far. Yeah, I usually find that if you point the horn at yourself, that's the best route to go. Or, or the, the side. side. Right. But you point it out, it's gonna clunk and yeah. you're gonna be wearing it. Yeah, it usually does do that. Well uh T Rex I'm good. I was just gonna mention to everybody that T Rex has a shirt on that says Witches do it better. Because we do. Right. And I have a shirt with... Boba Fett's helmet, and on the back it says, Fit. Nice. Nice! We have good shirts on We today. do, absolutely. We and I got my Bafumont shirt not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So excited. I also got my uh, Metal Horse shirt that yes, is actually armor of a Viking with this, its symbols and everything. It's, it's runes. It's totally cool. We both got... Shirts that are the Reading same. Reading is fun. 
if you're a goat-headed demon. <laughs> Who likes to burn candles on your own forehead? That was a great shirt. But reading is fun. So what the fuck are we talking about today? We decided to make this the music episode. Ooh, didn't we? I'm so excited. Oh, I knew that though. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, the neighbors are a party. They're, they're all about our podcast up in here. <laughs> we gotta invite them fuckers over. <laughs> we have snacks. We do. We have some combos and some. M and M's. They didn't have the um, the chocolate, chocolate ones. The brownie, no brownie chocolate. They had the fudge brownie, but oh. I don't think you like that one. I didn't have the pretzel ones. Oh, pretzels are my favorite. If anybody wants to know, pretzel M and M's. Want to mail Braxis for Those Christmas? Those are the good ones, man. Mix that with a little peanut butter and a little brownie every once in a while. Good God, mm-hmm. man. Good mm-hmm. God, man. We also have. What's that? Oh, Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah, holes. yep. Mm-hmm. I tell Braxis all the time about the 23rd Street walk-up Krispy Kreme window, and I'm talking about in New York City that you could literally walk up to a window that would pass the Krispy Kremes out the window to you as you stand on the street, and it would waft along 34 the uh, uh, 23rd Street, not 34th Street. <laughs> I have a brilliant <laughs> idea for Indiana. Then. What? Uh, oh, that? Yeah. yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. I used to walk on the other side of the street to avoid the Krispy Kreme oh, window so yeah. I wouldn't stop and Oh, we've get had it. this conversation. It was like a yes, Sarah Lee's. You. No, what was her name? No, Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields. Who the fuck's Sarah Lee? Sarah Lee makes pies. Oh, okay, no. We're talking about Mrs. Fields at the mall back in the 80s, and you'd mm-hmm. sniff that shit, and kind of like Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry, that waft would it's just like right. this way. It's kind true. of Yeah. Krispy Kreme does it as and well. And Cinnabon. And Cinnabon. Oh, good God. You couldn't and walk Cinnabon. past that place really, without getting something. Maybe a bite of Cinnabon, but that was always like too rich for me. It was. A, a little Krispy Kreme glazed donut is a heaven, right in your mouth. We got uh, Zoe here with us. Who keeps trying to jump on the bed, but we're trying to keep her down. And Kali's hiding under a chair somewhere, I'm sure. That's right. So snacks and mead and music. Yep. That's going to be the name of this episode. Snacks, mead, and music. Boom. What Just else do you it. need? We might want to talk about our um, our, our fan. Or maybe we oh, have two yeah. fans. We do have two fans. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you. For <laughs> <laughs> our own fans. Mm. Let me open up our hoof.horn.podcast and give a shout out to Bill Barber. Bill Barber? Bill! Hello, so, Bill. I'm going to read um, Bill's first and second email because okay. he sent us two emails. Um, and this is our subject is the most recent podcast on trance. I just wanted to thank y'all for your... Uh, wait. <laughs> Can we, we try again? How I'm a just, cheap date? just try again. Yeah, she's half a horn in, everybody. <laughs> I just wanted to thank y'all for your most recent podcast on trans work with the gods and goddesses. I haven't been involved in this type of work for long, but I very much can identify with your points about gratitude and having something appropriate to say. My very limited contacts with gods and goddesses has led. Uh, me to the conclusion that it is important to prepare. 
I liked your point about knowing the mythology stories of the deity. It is important to me to know how responses are often based on long history recorded in their mythology when we have it. I hope this makes sense to you. Totally does, Bill, and we talked about it. I will continue to listen to the podcast and hope to gain insight from y'all's presentation. Talk to you later. I'm wondering if Bill's from the South. I'm guessing, but I'm going to give him a big hail. Hail, Bill. And we had a little chat-chat about that. Um, And then we had... Another. Why is it being weird? My whole. Oh, there we go. Uh, Bill then also said. What's happening? My for some reason, these emails are a little like weirdly cut off on the side. So okay. Uh, I have to say that y'all still have a great podcast going out. I think your guest on, I think it was, we talked about tarot, and he wanted to ask for some recommendations for basic level books on tarot. Um, I'm going to put those in the next show notes. I will talk with Hillary, because that's the episode he's talking about when mm-hmm. we had on Hillary. Um, and he also states how he has been repeatedly coming across the goddess Aphrodite or Venus. Nice. And asking if we knew a, uh, an idea, um, uh, you know, for more um, information. And as I thought about that, I, you know, I, and I wish that I had looked um, on my bookshelf. I know that there's a book, it's old, and it's called uh, Laughter of Aphrodite. I'm not exactly sure it would be what he's looking for, but there's a website for all of the Greek gods down to the literal ri- rivers and the winds, um, and it's called theoi.com, T-H-E-O-I.com, and it's fabulous it's um filled with information from classical resources and you know for aphrodite or venus um the best thing that you can do because i don't know a particular book you know written like there would be a book about hecate or, or there is a book about um you know other specific gods solely focused on them i don't know about um aphrodite no title comes to mind but i would read the mythology and then start you know, making offerings and having a special place on an altar to work with her and and read the classical resources there. I have a lot of sex. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is definitely the goddess for um, love and not the type of love of that's going to lead you to maybe the love of your life marriage-wise. And that's okay. If, then that's totally fine. If you were aiming for that, then I would go with... Uh, I would start making petitions to the goddess of marriage being Hera, but if you're just kind of love, beauty, um, passion, then Aphrodite is, uh, that's your girl right there. Now, I'm going to sidetrack you for a second, but when you say Hera is the goddess of marriage, that sounds so strange to me because we all know Zeus fucked everything that could fucking move. Well, yes, but she is. Is it like how to keep pre- a marriage even when well, that happens? That's her. The yeah, that's her realm. She is that. She's his wife. None of the other ones are ever his wife. She is his wife. Um, she's the bottom bitch. Is there a lightning bolt? Look out! Look no, out. that that means a good thing. That means she's on. She's the one that. He answers to basically. Well, and all the other yeah. ones are just yeah. And I kind of wonder there too if you know Hera is a, a more indigenous goddess to that place, you know. Um, and then you have these more these other Olympian gods moving into this 
this place that people are bringing with them from maybe a different region and we're going to marry our you know our main god and then the main goddess of the indigenous place and and kind of put that together why are they so at odds all the uh, most of the time um hera you know there's there's that idea where you and I don't, I don't prescribe to this, but of not calling upon gods from different pantheons. And I don't think that that's always necessarily a problem. You can look at the Greek pantheon, there would definitely be gods and goddesses, mostly, that I maybe would hesitate to call into the same ritual space. You know, I don't know that I'd call Hera and also work with Artemis at the same time. You know, that's a child of, of Zeus's from a not- from Hera, you know, so your family, it's like who you write, who, who, who's coming to Thanksgiving dinner? Baby's mama you know? is who's coming. Yeah, so, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, you know, as for Aphrodite, um, read the mythology, start making some offerings, and see what that gets you. And, and Bill, we thank you very much for your email, and I just cut T-Rex off, and I didn't mean to, so what No, it's okay, say? I don't know, I don't know, something about Aphrodite. Okay. Um, we also had a message yesterday from Debris, and I hope I'm saying her name properly, your name properly. Before you go to that, what? Bill, this is totally stupid, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> if you have a PlayStation, go get God of War, because it will tell you all about fucking Greek mythology. That's how Ooh. I learned, before I got into, you know, paganism and just everybody's, you know, all the mythology, that's where I learned a lot of mine stuff. And it's fun as fuck. Okay, back to you and our other emailer. Um, Debris. Debris! I hope we're saying that right. What's another way we could say it, just so we get it right? I can't imagine it being debris, because it sounds like debris. Okay. You know, but it could be. So what do you think it is? I think it's debris. D-I-B-R-I. Okay. Debris. And right? if we totally fuck that up, we absolutely yeah, apologize. Yeah, send it to a, me- in a message and um, yeah. spell it phonetically and I'll fix it next go round. <laughs> but Debris said Debris said Debris. Debris. It has to be. Okay. Um that she just recently found our podcast and we have absolutely taken a little bit of a break there. And I'll say it's because I'm a Capricorn double and Braxis is a fucking Sagittarius. Oh yeah. It's a lot of procrastination going on and we we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> or I do at least. It's mostly me. I'm unorganized and shit like that. That's why we love you. Yeah, it's it's written in the stars, so you really can't complain about it, you know. Well, it's that uh, you don't pay attention to fucking details, and nope. I'm an Earth sign, and I do. Yep. So that actually makes for a great meshing of the two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Did you hear that ice hit? Oh goddamn! I like that. That's good. All right, so okay. without further fucking ado, okay. let's get to the I'm gonna music. I'm going to say that we might put a song right in here, and I okay. think I'm going to know. I'm going to know? You I are, think or I'm, do you know? Do you know now? We're gonna, I don't know. Okay. We might put Parenchyma in here. Okay. We might put Black Market Vinyl in here. Sure. We might put uh, Metal Horse in All here. All right. We might even be able, be able to put... I'm getting... Ah, it's Tipsy. great. It's so, so good. My, my so I'm loving it. Be you guys, this is a, a first, so everybody pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I might even be able to put one of the bands that's on my list in our podcast. Really? Yeah. Which one? Oh, do you want to say who? 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, We're because of our. Oh shit! If your friends on Facebook, then yeah. shit. Yeah. I'll mention who it is, but we'll see. So enjoy this next sound, and see you on the flip side. And away we go.
You know what? Oh, ding dong. Who cares? I don't. You know what's funny? What? We that don't know what song we just played, <laughs> but it's also yes that my. So let's just say that song was that fucking song great. Was amazing. God isn't it? damn it! It's so good that one part that did that one thing. <laughs> God damn it, man! I was right there with it. <laughs> I'm sure whatever song we picked was fabulous. Uh, I just want to mention that the, you know we got this horn of meat in front of us. It's probably of our, our third, if you want to get equivalent with it. Um, and it's a big one. We just found out recently that we're just stardust. Oh. And we're just spirit experiencing itself. You just found that out? We're billions of years old. Yeah. We're all one. We are. So hail to that. Hail. <laughs> okay. So, why don't you start talking about what we're going to talk about? Alright, so here's how we're doing this. And I don't care what anybody says, we're going to do it. T-Rex and I have chosen ten bands. Alright? Ten bands that have influenced us (laughs) throughout the years. Um, Whenever I have to think about these bands, I always get a little bit like... I'm such an old person because I, I'm putting down the band that got me first. You know what I mean? But I think that's okay. I mean, that's what... Uh, my I, number one, people are... Some people are going to be like, oh my God, right. the dork. But I, I don't care right. because that is half the soundtrack of my fucking life. Yeah, you whether you like it or not. introduced to some of this shit and you're just like, this is awesome, but it matters, I think, about your age and the nostalgia of it and what mm-hmm. you were going through at the time and how it helped you. And so everybody's experience, I think, is yeah. a little bit different. But yeah. Um, so we have taken a few groups and put them into an upper echelon, echelon. as T-Rex likes to say. These are ones that we both agree on that are totally fucking awesome. You can't rank them. Right. And you, you can't, can't go wrong by listening to them. They don't get put into... They're, they're like the monarchy. There are monarchy of musicians and bands, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't put them in the list of everyone else, of the court, because they are the ruling class. <laughs> so we have one, two, three, four of those bands. Okay. Tell us what they are. Okay, Roxas. we're gonna start off with <coughs> David Bowie. The Starman. Done. The, the one who was holding it all together and then he left and the world fell apart. Done, son. David Bowie. Alright. I don't even need to say any more than those two fucking words right there for no. that guy. God I do damn think it. that anybody that doesn't, that has not listened to the Black Star album, needs to put this podcast on pause and go do that. And then read some articles about the album and what he did. Um, I'm going to go back to me being a Jehovah's Witness. Oh. Back in, like, Hooks when... Drugs, if anybody fucking remembers that shit. That's before, like, CVS and Walgreens oh. and all that. Hooks. Right, okay. And there was some magazine in there that I got. I wish I could remember the name of it. But there was an article in there 
while we were out in service, we stopped at this place to get, I think my dad stopped to get a prescription. So I just went back to the magazines, found this, was reading it, and in it was an interview with David Bowie, and he said something about his very first uh, homosexual experience. Mm. And that he met some guy, and his exact quote was, I took him home and neatly fucked him on my bed. Neatly. And as soon as I read those words, I was like, I'm in. I mean, <laughs> not that I want to fuck a dude, but just the way he fucking said that was... So proper and British. Yeah, and just, like, matter of fact, you know? Yeah. I, and I just thought that was awesome. And then yeah. from that day forward, I was wondering, you know, what's what's his right. music sound like? What I love about him is the... What an artist that he was. And the personas that he would create and embody and the ones that like changed you know I mean it goes from Ziggy Stardust and then you got you know the you know for my age the David Bowie that I first was introduced to wasn't Ziggy Stardust it was you know when he was you know um Dancer for Blue Jean you know like when he kind of went a little bit more pop like you know and then I don't know like who can create who can just move through those things and create those personas and in in Black Star he kind of is pulling from his past he's wearing similar outfits there's like there's magical shit in there I remember Janet Farah telling me that they did a Janet Farah Stuart Farah Gavin Bone right Janet telling me about this time that they did a book signing and a guy came up with a copy of a witch's Bible and said his name was like Fred or something. And Janet hadn't looked up and she signed the book to him and looked up. It was David Bowie. Wow. He went to one of their book signings. He bought a copy of a witch's Bible. That guy knew about the Kabbalah. He like he knew about He's a magical cool dude. shit. And there's like there's magical things in some of his his songs and his writings, especially there towards the in that last black star, what he did, and the symbolism that's there. It's just like he was everything. Totally agree. Um, I'm just gonna say hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. Bo And then we're gonna move on to our second. Uh, upper echelon, which would be Prince. I I mean, I, I don't know if there's much to say after I say the, that word, right? You know, I think a lot of our musicians, you know, when they pass away, you know, it, it, I cried me some tears. Definitely, I mean, David Bowie died. Who, come on. But Prince was also, like, something I think that hit me in a little harder maybe because as prince you know and the revolution kind of came out and became really famous that was you know i'm watching mtv at the time so from start to finish um prince was like our prince braxis is doing like Hand Sorry, I'm signaling to the dog to lay the fuck down because she's all up in her shit because she heard about Prince and she's like, oh, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if I, Prince and, and the Revolution, that, that, um, 
uh, that album with like, you know, Darling Nikki and I Would Die For You, that is an album that if I was on a desert island, that would have to be one of the ones that I would require to be with me. Every computer blue, oh my God. Dove's Cry is on that one. That's just like every single, every single song on that album is amazeballs. I will say and that Prince was amazing. Yes, uh, Braxis does not do karaoke very often, but the last time I remember doing it was "Let's Go Crazy" by <laughs> Prince. <laughs> I wish I could and see that. at the end of it, so I'm pretty drunk at that moment in time, up there singing it, and at the end of it, I've got all these like local yokels staring at me. Uh, in a rural town and I put up the horns and I say Christ is coming you did and to me that made the night man <laughs> I that made the silence it, crickets crickets <laughs> I'm the only one enjoying the joke at that moment you know what I mean <laughs> alright so hats off to Bye, David Bowie and Prince yeah and you know Prince for being a humanitarian and like didn't speak about all the work that he did and it was only until after he passed away that then people started talking about all the people that he would help and the money that he would give away and he never did that by telling he didn't tell anybody about those things he didn't put spotlight on that you know he utilized his 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 privilege that he had there by having you know money to help people and to help kids and to like just swoop in and be a good person and it's still hard not to cry when fucking purple rain comes on and I think that's one of those moments that I will always remember where I was you know like I remember exactly where I was when Kurt Cobain died I was standing in the doorway to the entrance to the dark room at the Fashion Institute of Technology I know exactly and it just everybody in the class just stopped you know and so for for Prince I'm parked on West Washington Street across from the new Conspire and Starbucks and just sat there in my fucking car and cried. Depressing. And then the world went purple after but that. But T-Rex, let's, mm-hmm. let's take a moment just to be grateful that we were alive when they were alive. I was just right? thinking that. Yeah. When doves cry. I mean, we're here with them. You know, in that... It's just fucking you know, I crazy. Do some, I do stupid things when I go to see like a band that I really, really like. We're breathing the same air. <laughs> we're in the same room and we're breathing the same air. I often think <laughs> when I know that the band is in Indianapolis and that's where I'm going to see them, like, what are they doing right now? I mean, I yeah. know they're like hanging out in their hotel or whatever the fuck, but for some reason it's just Having this thing. Poop. They're close, you know. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. It was cooler back in like the 80s, man, when you could jump on stage and stage dive with them and shit and it just seems like you know now I mean let's talk about before coronavirus but you know you had all those stage hands and mm-hmm. guards and everything that won't like in the big space that you gotta get through now when it used yeah. to be your right fucking up there man yeah god damn it those were the fucking days man fuck waiting overnight on the line at Never the video store Never oh did we it. did we yeah, totally did sure you did we For sat who? out uh Wait. My number one. Okay. My number Good one. call. We Look at you, secret num- My number one. Bury in the we lead. We all would... <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> we... You know, there's no 
internet. Hello, 1990. You know? Right. We didn't have the internet. You couldn't, like, I mean, I guess you could call up, but we weren't risking it. We were going to go park our fucking car in the parking lot of the video store, and we're going to wait until that damn thing, because they had, like, the Ticketron thing on the inside of the, of the video store. And so we would wait all night so we would be on the first online, and we had a shit ton of fun. Good times. And now we just jump on the internet and scream when we have to be in the waiting room. Like I did for yeah. your number one. Right. Or, yeah. wait, we put them in the upper echelon. Yeah, they are in the upper But I think echelon. I might have done that for your another one, too. That was, like, uh, Yeah, for my number one, yeah. Okay, who else is in the upper echelon? Uh, so we got two more here. Um, you can't, I mean, I've just got to say. You don't. I'm gonna. Ever. I will. Rank. I'm gonna. No, they're in our upper we echelon. Did. You can't Oh, rank no, them. right. We're just, I mean, there was no way to put this, so we just wrote them down. There's four of them. You know, somebody had to be first and somebody had to be last. <laughs> so this is our third We're one. We're not ranking them. They're nope. just in the group together. Exactly. Uh, and in that group, we would have Queen. Freddie Mercury. The whole scenario there. The guy was awesome. Uh, I think Tamara has a special spot in her heart for him, so I'm going to love I her. I absolutely do. Not that I don't, but I, I think that you have more of a thing towards that than I do. hard for me to t I can't talk about Freddie without crying right well it's okay to cry everybody she might be crying does anybody have any objections to that <laughs> no so go ahead and I think I, I said I don't know there's, there's no there's no uh, I don't think anybody I mean the voice on that man and he could sing like lots of different types of music, you know. He could sing rock and roll. He could see did opera with someone once, you know. He then even Queen moves through a lot of different types of music itself, from like rock to even um, some little disco edge. I mean, another one bites the dust. That's a fucking disco beat right there, you know. And then you have operatic you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, um, Love of My Life. I can't with that. I can't. And just knowing, like, Freddie's story and how, how, you know, kind of difficult his life was. You know, Freddie was not gay. Freddie was bisexual. You know? And I think it's very important to keep that exactly as it is. And, and, and you know, his relationship with his former fiance always kind of gets me in the way that, that <coughs> they loved each other. I love a band that are friends. Like, I'm sorry, but not on your list, Not definitely not going to be on my fucking list, but Metallica, when you got to have a therapist in the recording studio for, with you, it's time to pack it in. You know? Like, give me a break. All you and your problems, take it home. Take it home. You know, that's not metal. That is not metal. What? When you wear a Hawaiian shirt and you know you're supposed to be a metal band, when you cry because someone didn't throw you a birthday party and you're in a metal band, that shit is fucking gross. And I'm, we might yep. lose some some people here because you're big Metallica fans. And dudes, I'm with you, you know, up the, to Justice for All. Yes. And at that point, yes, they were still metal. The shit got fucked, man. And it, it's not a. It's not a huge deal. I love some bands, and it's just like at some point they were like, what the fuck? Pig Face. 
which is on my list, and I gave it away, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, they did some stuff that I wasn't too into, but man, their early shit was the dope as fuck, so I get it. They're friends. They loved Freddy. They still love Freddy, and they gave Freddy the biggest send-off. I mean, concert for life, Freddy Mercury tribute. All the people that showed up for that. And what I really loved that they didn't try to do is that they just used Freddy's voice for that operatic section of Bohemian Rhapsody. Who could do that? Nobody else could do that, and they didn't try. All right, so there, I don't, unless you got something And I got to give some props, though, she does. to Adam Lambert for filling in that, in that space so that Brian May, and I always forget the drummer's name, I think it's Roger, um, Adam Lambert is probably the only other person that could even be in the vicinity of possibly doing what he's doing because Freddie can't. And the honor that he gives Freddie, and it's not a replacement for Freddie, but I think Freddie would be, and probably is, very happy with the choice that they made. He's got an amazing voice, and he's flamboyant as fuck, and I think Freddie would love that. So if you haven't watched, it's on Netflix? It's either Netflix or Amazon Prime. There is a, um, a show about uh, Queen Now with, with Adam Lambert, and it's worth watching because they also center Freddie in that too, and it's... I can't watch it without bawling, so. That, I'm going to shut up about <laughs> That's fine. It's totally okay. Uh, okay, I mean, we haven't even got to our top ten, so we're still Doesn't in this matter. upper echelon. Yes. Um, now, this is going to be a little a little bit refreshing, because so far, David Bowie, Prince, and Queen have, you know, they're not, you know, Freddie Mercury's dead, Prince is dead. Yes. David Bowie's dead. They've all passed on. Yeah, They're all doing fucking better shit than they were before. And when we transition, we'll find them again and we'll it's be like, holy shit. of the millenniums. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is the band that's still current. All members alive. Um, one word here. Uh, T-O-O-L. Tool. <laughs> so <clears throat> the band that bumped Taylor Swift out of the number one spot and all the Swifties <laughs> were having a heart attack um, yeah I often think about uh, how old the earth is you know 500 billion <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to say how old humanity is and somehow uh, out of a hundred year slot I am alive when Tool, all those four dudes are alive and have formed this fucking thing. Um, if you haven't listened to Tool, I recommend that you do. It's it's kind of like, I feel like it's a little bit somewhat of Mozart or, or a composer of the old centuries, but modernized between four guys and each one plays you know a, a 25% part not a 10% not a 15 25% part in that that makes that whole machine work the way it does um, yeah if you haven't listened to Tool I suggest that you go do that there's They'll, like magic in 
some of that. I mean, some of the oh. stuff that's hidden in there, you've taught me about. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't even want to kind of, I mean, the, the, the fucking beauty of Tool is doing exactly what you're talking about is, what the fuck does that mean? What does that lyric mean? Well, let me look that up. And turns out, oh shit, there's this whole thing about this one lyric, you know, that happened. Or, holy shit. Danny Carey's playing an, an offset, you know, polyrhythm to what Adam Jones is playing, and then uh, Justin Chamberlain's doing his own fucking thing on top of that, but it all still sounds like it's in this thing. I mean, Western music is, is fucking 4-4, four, four, right? You know, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. I mean, the headbang is right there. But these guys are stretching that time frame, but still making you a headbang like it's in 4-4. Four, four. It's fucked up they're they are fucking geniuses and i am just blown away that these four guys found each other yeah and did what they did um i read a book once by maynard james keenan who is the lead singer called oh, i'm gonna forget what it's called right I now got it for you, i know I? what's it called it's his only book so. yep oh man hold on it, you I'll, talk i got I'll, it hold I'll, on i'll look it you up you talk i got it i got it it's right here on the bookshelf what It's called a perfect no. union. Yes, no. yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. A perfect union of contrary things. That's the cover. That's it. It's his book. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I could have swore it was a little bit simpler it is. than that. Okay. What'd okay. you like about it? I don't know. You talking about? Oh, his I'm book? gonna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's what it's called. Um, I liked that if you read through that, man, there is some hardcore fucking work being done between those guys. Um, when it first starts off, it's kind of a... Uh, the bass player is the original guy. Uh, Paul Demore, I think is his name. But I probably got his last name totally fucked up. But um, he was on the first album, which was called Opiate. And, and then they switched over. Um, they just had some, you know, artistic disagreement or whatever. But uh, when they get together, they're like practicing for like eight hours a day for you know four days out of the week, That's and not badass. not having anything to do. There's no record to be made. There's no album. You know, they're just doing it, man, constantly. And um, there's a great quote from Danny Carey, the drummer, about. The shit we were fucking doing and those fucking hours. Man, nobody's fucking done that. And it's fucking paid off. I mean, every other word was fuck and it was just it's a right great... Up your alley. Yeah, it was very <laughs> inspiring too that... I mean, they were doing the work before they had any idea what the fuck they were going to do. And mm -hmm. I feel like if you love something enough, you do it because you love it for the art of it. And then the money comes. Then the other shit comes. You know, you just got to stick with it. And... Honestly, I'm in a position where I'm doing that and the money hasn't come yet, but I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want to give up on this thing that's fucking driving me, pushing me. You know, uh, this band inspired me for sure to be what I am now and I love what I am right now. Uh, so if you haven't read that book, it's really good, but Tool just kind of, I feel like they have this really cool way of showing you an idea of something but not fully committing to it not fully believing in it 
Um, like, here's this thing and here's this other thing. Check them out. But we don't know much about it. You know what I mean? Like, Just they're introducing you. you. Yes, yes, a little. They never give the whole farm away. It's like you're grabbing this little thread through a keyhole to get the whole fucking sweater but it's hand over hand that you're pulling this shit out. You have to do out. some of the work. They're not just going to lay it all out exactly. for you. That's why you have to look up a, a lyric to find out what exactly. is he talking about. Yeah, and that's yeah. the that's what I love about it. That's true fucking art at its biggest form is to not, you know, hit you over the head with the chorus in a song seven times. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just a total, like, weird example, but... There's some mystery involved. There's your own work to be done. There's your own... Uh, just listen to the lyrics. I mean, there are some really cool shit all the way down to, hey, shut the fuck up because we're all one and what you do to this other person is being done to me to, I love anal sex. You know, I mean, the shit... <laughs> Remember that guy with... <laughs> I'm just... It, it hits all fucking realms Stink of it. Fist. Stink, stink fist. fist, yeah. I'll play stink fist. Yeah, yeah. I'll play stink fist. Very good. Also, uh, stink fist. And and Maynard <laughs> Maynard James Keenan is in some other bands that we're gonna mention, and maybe I'll mention that song later. But um, no, maybe I'll mention it now. What is it though? I gotta think of what. I, ah, Sweet Revelation, by a Perfect Circle. What is that song called? Sweet Revelation. What is that yeah, song called? It is. Give me a second. Okay. You keep talking about This is a, another great song about, you know, a pleasurable thing, but he's turned into this kind of fucking... Sp and that's what I love about it's, it. It's you, this, you are the one, I think, that told me. Do you know what that song means? Everything is, <laughs> is kind of a double-edged sword that, wow, what a cool, inspiring, you know, uh, experience there. And then on the underhand of it, it's like, oh, wow, I had to dive into the shadow realm to find out some gross things about myself to... To figure out that I needed to change these things. Um, hold on. Is it on Murdenoms? Yes. Magdalena is a good song. That is a good song. Wait, uh, this is this is a perfect circle. Are we talking about a perfect circle? We are talking about a perfect okay. circle. Um, thinking no, of you. That's it. Thinking, yep. That's it. And uh, Rainholder is fucking awesome as well. My God. Anyways, uh, yeah. I just love that they always have kind of both the views, I feel like, in the song at the mm -hmm. same time. And it's so vague that you'll apply it to your own fucking life no matter what it is. It's not like a country song where I'm telling you, hey, I got in a fight with my wife. Uh, um, I don't mean <laughs> to make fun plain. of country. but It's not plain and obvious. Right. It's not explaining it's it to you word yeah. for fucking word. It's letting you fill in the gaps of your own experience, which I think is what music's fucking about because... As soon as you tie it down to just what that guy was thinking at that time when he wrote "God Bless Texas," it just doesn't. You know, <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, not usually, not usually, but there's also some bands that it's real obvious, and it's just about that melody yeah. and the beats. But I want you to do something for me, Braxis. Mm. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to remember a really dark auditorium. I want you to remember that red screen of that oh, bubbling yeah. Dude, for lava, sure. and then the yellow lights that went right. Can we just be there? And right the pyramid. Now? Yeah. Remember Can we the be pyramid? there right now? Hell yeah. Close your eyes. 
That was a moment, all right? That was a moment. Definitely. Every time I hear that song now, I'm shot right back to that, man. It's Numa. Yeah. That's the song. And I didn't even... I mean, the the thing in the background that was happening, I couldn't explain it to you. I, red, would, red and black would be my first, but what is actually happening, I have no fucking clue, it but like dude... blood. It, it gets you, man. It gets you, dude. I mean, I hear people talk about speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit in church and all that. <laughs> I've never experienced that, but when I'm there, something for sure fucking happens, man. That is definitely my church would be a tool concert. So we could talk about this forever, okay. and there are all kinds of theories about their songs and what order you're supposed to listen to them to, and uh, that you could put songs of theirs together and it'll come out as a coherent, full fucking idea. So if you really... So that's the coolest stuff that I want you to tell me about. If you get... Maybe another time, but... Yeah, okay. But if you're really into mystery and spirituality and fucking rock, dude, for sure, rock, check out Tool. So that is our four. Half an hour in. Yep. <laughs> 45 minutes and... And maybe we'll play another song now. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. All right, so here's another song. Enjoy yourself. It's a mystery. It is.
useless. Completely. All right, We're so back. we are, and uh, we opened up our snacks. Not gonna have. Don't touch the bag, cause that's why we're. It's in a pot, because that's wrinkly and it picks up on the microphone really bad. I, I just wanted to read what it said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have combos, cheddar cheese, baked cracker. We have peanut butter M and M's. And we talked about we Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Window, Twenty Third Street. Walk up. Okay. So. We're gonna go. Honorable mentions. No. No. You gotta go from your ten to one, and then you do your honorable mentions. Okay. Even though I want to make it very clear that maybe my my number one is my number one, but everybody else on there, and maybe my number two is really my number two, but everybody else on there is kind of like we're all we're all. Braxis made me put him from ten to one, and I don't like that idea. And we're all friends, and we sit in a circle because we're all equal. I am one hundred percent with you, and I only did that so we could structure how we're going to talk about it. Okay. So I agree with her one hundred percent that just because they're in this order doesn't necessarily mean that they that fall in this order. Right, right, right. We just had to be able to structure how to talk about it. Right. So you go. Oh, I go first. You do go first because ladies go first. Okay. What do I have? Already. You do? <laughs> Did you? No, wait, we're going from 10 to 1. Oh, right. What's the matter with you? I don't know. I'm backwards. Uh, my number 10 is a band that we have had on this podcast before. They are local to Greencastle, Indiana. And they are called Black Market Vinyl. Blah, blah, blah. How does Black Market Vinyl define themselves? I think it's some sort of uh, backwoods kind of uh, dreaded rockabilly band. Rockabilly, that's yeah. what the, yeah. With a little bit of, you know, I mean, there's songs about, you know, with lyrics of the devil and the dying and being dead and mm -hmm. curses and... Magic. I there's think that one, yeah. Monkey Paw. Yep. I, I like it. I think if you took, like, New Orleans and a cemetery and maybe... Tennessee. Ten. And it all had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it all together, and you'd probably get that band, uh, I think. I think that there's really good songs. You can sing along to them. You can dance to a lot of them, and they're fun. You they can find a, them on Spotify, just like we're on Spotify. They have a really good uh, chick singer. They do. She's got a beautiful voice, Wednesday. Um, I like that they're a family band. Family, cool. isn't family and friends band, right? Everybody is related in some sort of either genetic or by marriage way. But or, or there's a friends. That's why I said then and friends band, family and friends band. Yeah. Check them out. Good times. Black market vinyl. Boom boom boom. They got a good drummer too. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite songs by them is um, "Love Is a Dog from Hell." Mm, that's a good one. That's that's one of my favorites. I really like me some Preacher's Son. That is a good one, too. Monster. That one gets everybody off their feet. There's another one called, uh, I agree with you, there's another one called uh, The Beat in that. So, I mean, just get up, get up and do it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what? Uh, there's one called Monster that's actually been featured in National Road Magazine, I believe. But... Um, Pulling from my bed and you yeah, exactly. 
So if you, you know, it's kind of folky too, I would yeah. say. That's kind of a, yeah. a thing. Um, I think there's some sort of quote somewhere on the album of theirs uh, called Preacher's Son about it being like your grandpappy's whiskey. <laughs> that it might bite you a little bit, but it's what you need for what ails you. Yeah. Kinda. So. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. It is good stuff. Check it out. Word up. Are we bouncing back and forth? Yeah, now? let's do that. Okay. Yeah. What's your number 10? So Braxis is number 10. <clears throat> Drum roll. Is a band called Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. You have played this for me before. Mm -hmm. Don't listen if you have a headache. Mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically a bunch of musicians just got together and decided to make a band and some of them were opera singers um, and some of them had been in other like metalish bands uh, or industrial bands yeah oh, okay um, there's there's violins involved um, super just really out there but technically crazily awesome you know and precise um yeah, just a really, really weird band that, you know, I would I would recommend anybody checking them out just because they're so different than the normal stuff that you would hear. Yep, that's all I got for that. So we're going to shoot back over to T-Rex with her number nine. Which you misspelled on the paper, of but I'll, I did. I'll let it go because you're Thank loved. You. Um, this taps me back to the seventh grade T-Rex. Okay. Seventh grade what? Seventh grade me. Seventh grade oh. me. Uh-oh. Me in the seventh grade. Okay. Age? Probably like... Fourteen? No, I don't know. Nope. Are you? I don't know. Thirteen-ish? Fuck. Oh, sorry. Thirteen-ish? Yeah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> and I was a year older than everybody in my class anyway because okay. of where my birthday Definitely fell. I 14. had to wait to go to kindergarten. Um, But we'd had no electricity for like over a week because of Hurricane Gloria came in and like it hit Long Island big time okay. and the first thing that I did when electricity came back on is I went downstairs family room turned on MTV and the video that started at that moment I was done son Norwegians are beautiful and also it was a catchy tune and so my number nine and that's a good video is it absolutely is video. is aha now in the united states um aha is considered i think probably considered a one-hit wonder but around the world in south america every place else they are absolutely not a one-hit wonder and have some you know that that first album take on me is poppy you know it really definitely is but the albums after that, some of those fucking lyrics are dark as shit, dude. And Morton Harkett can sing it. And I, <laughs> this is the first concert I ever went to. Oh, nice. I was such, I mean, that's my first love. That man was my first love. I had my dad take me to that concert at Radio City Music Hall. I paid for my own ticket out of babysitting money. It was $18.50. It was my first time that I ever went to the city. I remember the mica that they put in, not every place in Manhattan, but in your like 
midtowny, you know, around Radio City and Times Square, there's mica in the concrete, and so when the light hits it, it sparkles, you know. And it's like I was just so enthralled. You mean for mica? For mica or whatever, okay. like the yeah. little mica, okay. right? For it's mica. in there and it kind of sparkles. And I thought, like, there's glitter in the sidewalks. This is so magical. Nice. <laughs> But my dad took me to my first concert to see AHA on that really big tour. And then it was 2010 that AHA was like, so I think that they, they, they wrapped it up. They like kind of broke up, but then they're, they went back together. I don't know. Cause they're like, I don't know, still together now, but it was like the farewell tour and they were back in Manhattan for the first time in since like 1986. And I did everything possible to get a ticket so that my seven-year-old or seventh-grade self could, like, go back to that a moment. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun to be in a room and online with people that were, like, ten million times more the AHA fan than I ever was. Because I was, no one ever around me, like, liked them. They were like, like, yeah, take on me and that's it. But no one ever knew their other music. And I, they were so... They were so amazing that I, me, I didn't go to Beltane the next day. I bought another set of tickets and I went the, the final night too. I went twice. I did. I skipped a Beltane. Wow. For AHA. Because I don't know that I will ever see them again. Sure. Worth it. Yeah. It was. I love them. And uh, that man is aging well. Okay? <laughs> well. <laughs> What's your number nine? For that for that time, man, that video was pretty dope, dude. It absolutely was. Uh, okay. I am going to my number nine. This is a band that I recently discovered, probably like in the last five years, called Evil Mothers. Um, very punk, kind of a British accent. Um, I know that you don't know much about them, no, so there's I don't not much for us to discuss, really. But, but you can tell me about them. They kind of have a, a punk industrial sound to them uh, with a British accent guy singing, which is, I don't know why, but it's right up my alley for some reason. Um, they have some great songs. And they remind me a lot of another band that I'll mention later on, but a band called The Bajas from... Mm back in the 70s and 80s um yeah but super super cool again very punk uh thrash I guess would be another word you could use for that what's your favorite song of them I like fur <laughs> uh the ready set die is really good can you get in trouble if we played like a little piece of it I don't know how that works we're not that well. We're not that well heard. Somebody's calling you right no, now. Well, I can't take that phone Jasmine, right you can't. No. Oh. With a phone call in it. <laughs> Sounds cool. Well, I don't know much about them, but I love their sound. Oh. I love their sound. Ooh. 
it's a little like um, they remind me of uh, an 80s or later version of Stabbing Westward if anybody's mm, ever familiar yeah. with that band their album's called Spider Sex and Car Wrecks mm -hmm. <laughs> that's really good okay <laughs> alright okay. so let's get out of my realm and go over to T-Rex <gasps> at her number 8 is anything in the world that Christopher Cornell has ever done. This is the lead singer of Soundgarden, the lead singer of Audio Slave, and solo artist who has the most amazing voice. And you hear him singing, you know who it is. And I think even more so than like David Bowie takes a piece out of your heart. And then Freddie Mercury takes a piece out of your heart, and Prince takes a piece out of your heart. But Chris Cornell, I could ball right now because I felt like he was definitely ours. And maybe it's the being the you know. Well, that's our same age. Kid, it's our you know the '90s is where we are. I feel like our age group is you know. Mm -hmm leaving our teenage years behind and we're young adults and here comes grunge and all the flood of music out of Seattle and Chris Cornell has always been someone that I've I mean I, I liked Sound of Garden absolutely of course um, I loved Alter Bridge I, oh sorry I'm looking at my list and I just gave it away but um, Audio Slave and I never got to see Soundgarden but I definitely got to see Audio Slave. Yes, I know you did. Um, but I definitely, you know, I, I saw them on Lollapalooza tour. I was able to get right up in the front, and so above my uh, family... Is it Audio Slave you're talking yes, about? Yes. Okay. And above my family ancestor altar is um, a beautiful drawing of Chris Cornell that uh, the boy's dad did that is stunning. And a photo that I took of him at that Lollapalooza tour, and it's slightly blurry because you back then you you know you couldn't bring a camera in, so I totally snuck it in, and it wasn't a camera on my phone. We didn't have that, you know. Uh, it was a camera, camera. Um, Rebel. And so Chris sits above our our ancestor altar, and I feel like he's family. And I adore him. He's got a beautiful voice, an intelligent artist. And that, that scream, nobody can scream like that. Uh, I would suggest, I don't know if anybody, uh, their very first album, uh, Soundgarden, was called mm -hmm. Flop. And mm -hmm. it is fucking phenomenal. I mean, just raw as shit, dudes. Um, I actually saw... Soundgarden on their Bad Motor Finger, which was a great album too. Don't get get it twisted. That is a fucking great album, and he was long haired, shirtless, black uh, shorts and black stomping fucking Doc Martens. Yes. Falling into the crowd back when that was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, just fucking phenomenal. And their drummer's awesome. I'm Matt somebody. I can't think of what his last name is, but just fucking great, man. There's a, a couple of songs on the single soundtrack. Um, 
and one of them is, is a sound garden song and I think it's one of my favorite and we might like I mean I, maybe we'd get in, I don't give I don't know we're gonna, gonna get in get trouble? trouble no like, like come after me but this song is so amazing it's just That's a voice right there. You can't argue with that. No. And that that's crazy because that sounds a lot like the you know, he's I feel like that's a lot rawler than like super unknown or something like that. Yes, that's that an reminds early me of song. the early okay, so yes. that's what it is. That's it's why an early song. I loved his early days. God just so Yep. I mean I keep saying he's it, a baby. That, like if you watch the mm -hmm. movie singles, they're in that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a scene where he is standing there with Matt Dillon when Matt Dillon tries to put that girl's <laughs> her stereo in and he ends up it's so powerful that it blows the windows out of her car Chris Cornell is standing right there like rocking out to the song that it is and then the windows blow out he's a baby he's just a baby and they're, the, they perform in it uh, Allison Shanes is in that movie mm -hmm. performing and Matt Dillon's band is the guys that are in Pearl Jam Pretending to be a different band. And he was also in something with Pearl Jam called um, Temple of the Dog. Uh, yes. And they had that, I know, that Some big one, the Hunter Strike song. Yeah. But I think they, had, yeah. they might have had more than that. I'm not sure. But yeah. that was cool, too. His daughter, Tony, is a singer and plays guitar. She's about, I think, maybe 14 now. Really? He taught her how to play. And so I think we should probably watch out for her. Nice. Do you know her name? Tony. You said that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tony. All right. I guess that shoots us back to... Your number eight. My number eight. And my number eight has to do with more nostalgia that this was one of the first bands that I heard, you know, as a Jehovah's mm -hmm. Witness. You don't get, you know, exposed to much music, but through the secret underground realms of teenage angst we <laughs> <laughs> was this band that came out uh called jane's addiction um perry yep once when he was five once when he, when was, he was five, five. um <laughs> and i don't mean jane says that's the radio has killed that fucking song uh, they yeah, have so no. many other great fucking no. songs man uh, Mountain Song is really yes. good. And he's gone on to... Perry Farrell, the lead singer, has gone on to do Porno for Pyros. Yes. Um, which was a great band. Uh, the drummer of that, uh, Stephen Perkins. Great, great drummer. Also in Porno for Pyros, but just like an inspiration for, for drummers, man, for sure. Just, just awesome. Um, David Navarro. Is in that or Dave, Dave Navarro? Navarro. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and Flea is the bass player of that, also from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. So, I, I mean, think that. about that. Damn. Put those all together. You can't really go wrong. Band. You can't go wrong. Um, I always loved Perry Farrell's idea of being yourself, being open to all things. Um, mm -hmm. He had a big sexual, you know, vibe to him. Uh, all their concerts had like strippers and stuff on yep. the, you know, and, uh, flowers, and he would do little Jewish hymns, and mm -hmm. uh, the guy was just awesome. I wish everybody had that kind of open-minded, yeah. yeah, yeah, look at the world perspective, I guess. I but, saw them at the same the same Lollapalooza that I saw Audio Slave. And I have another really funny picture of Perry Farrell. He was doing some kind of like weird like oh, sure, dance right. across the stage, and it looks like it's just a silly expression on his face, and he didn't like didn't give a shit what he looked like or what he was doing. Or the guy's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. Good I stuff. have a uh, it's a DVD out of date, but uh, called Three Strange Days. I think is what it's called. Um, and it's a documentary of a tour that they went on and just, you know, behind the scenes with all of them. Those are always fun. Oh, it was, it's so good. It's so good. I just watched it recently and it's still good. Yep. And that was one of the bands, again, that somehow fell through the cracks of, you know, being a Jehovah's Witness that made it into my tape deck somehow all those years back then. Uh. So that's what I got for that. <laughs> And let's move over to T-Rex's number seven. It's <gasps> nine number seven. Well. Wait. I know what I'm talking about. I just watched this documentary the other day, and I've watched it three times now. When I had you watch it, it was my third time. And of course, I mean, you always like her, but this made me absolutely fall in love with her, and that is the one and only Joan Jett. Boom. I mean, Hail. rock and roll animal. And I think as a kid, I didn't particularly, not that I didn't, I don't know how to say it, like I didn't get her or I didn't. I always liked her. I don't think there's ever a time I was like, no, Joan Jett, but I think that as I have aged and maybe become more of a fierce feminist oh. and then learning more about her, I didn't realize what a difficult time she had. Um, like on the, on the fan side, no, didn't have a difficult time with that, but had such a difficult time industry-wise. Um, going back to being in the Runaways, you know, in a teenage all-girl band in the 70s, um, I didn't realize how difficult she had it because of being a woman and not being like a Joni Mitchell type or being, you know, just all like sweet and sexy. She wanted to but, rock. like, bitch can rock and still does. Amen. She is one of the few women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And um, I got a serious girl crush on her. <laughs> well, that's all right. You know, I'm pretty straight. But I think again when it came to Joan Jett. So, hail. When I heard that uh, 
I actually saw that documentary. There was a lot of sound coming out of her and the band that I recognize in other bands. Absolutely. I pointed out that song, Love is Pain. That is Green Day all the way. Yeah. And I just see her music so differently now as in the sound that she has been putting out for so long that other people are, of knowing Joan Jett's music, you can hear their sound in her music originally. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Sonic just, Youth was another band that I thought yeah. of while I was listening to her. Uh, mainly when mm-hmm. uh, Kim Gordon is singing. But, yeah, just that kind of raw punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, before punk was punk. She's you know, I always thought about... Hell. The funny thing is, is, I always thought the beginning of punk was Sex Pistols. From my own perspective sure. of the sure. world, right? And then I'm watching this documentary. And, documentary? Documentary. No, not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not one of those. Um, it was a Richard memory. No. Yeah, documentary. Yes. And uh, she actually ended up playing, you know, with... Yeah. Didn't they make a song together with Six yes. Pistols? Yeah, so that was pretty awesome mm-hmm. for, for me to see that. You yeah. Know? So I have a new well, found she's respect still doing for it. her. She's still doing it. The, um, Joan Jett, if you're out there listening to this, fucking rock you. and roll. I love you, and I'll, I got to go come across do it on with, you. So with come, T-Rex. come do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, Crimson and Clover. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Kept the her in there, didn't Just she? Just like. I'm gonna post some videos of these bands that we're talking about. Good and idea. I just want you to just look at the one I'm gonna post of Joan Jeff. She's beautiful. She still is. She's fucking gorgeous. She can rock the house down. The black eyeliner, the God black hair when it's it. all wet, and then that Fuck. rigidly oh, fucking God, voice that doesn't voice? really fit the music, but it it gets in it you know it's raspy and super sexy it tells you what's up mm, and check out her song fetish oh friends i had one of those moments of like the alanis morissette moment like what did she just say you know it was one of those what did she just say did she just say something about pounding your ass whoops (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's move on before i start rolling around over here okay um, that goes... your number seven. To my number seven, which is a band called Pig Face. And Pig Face is an industrial band, is I guess how I would say that, or describe them. But they're kind of uh, got this rotating member type thing that... They do? Yeah, that certain... <laughs> People from other bands, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails has mm. played with Pigface. Um, every time I think a new Pigface album comes out, they kind of change the lineup in it. What's your name? Curse, what is his name? There's a lead singer that I saw him live one time. Totally fucking just awesome. And, and so different, I feel like sometimes from song to song. But really industrial, really driving beats in it. Um, I'm trying to think of what the drummer's name is, who I've actually met in person. Martin Atkins was oh, wow. his name. 
and he played on uh, Nine Inch Nails. If you watch the video for Wish, he is the drummer in that. Um, but yeah, really hardcore industrial. And what I liked about him is they would rotate their members. So if you went to go see them or the next album came out, it definitely had new people Different on people. it. Yeah, from other stuff. Um, my favorite album is called Gub, and that features a song with Trent Reznor singing lyrics on there, a song called Suck. And it's I awesome. I know that song. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. That's a Because different... when Trent Reznor came out with Nine Inch Nails later on, there was an album called Broken. And on that Broken, on, and it, this was back when we had tapes. So you, <laughs> so you listen to the whole side of one, and then he flipped the tape over, and then he had left like the first 50 fucking minutes empty. Empty. And then two fucking songs came on. Really? Yeah, and one That's was... kind of cool, though. Yeah, for back then, yeah, it was, yeah. But it's a lot of fast forward every oh, fucking sure, time. Oh, sure, every time. And then you end up only really hearing the first side all the time, because you're just like, fuck it, let's just fast forward to the other two and flip it yeah. over again. But uh, one, I, I believe, was called Sin, which came out as a single later, I think. But the other one was this song, Suck, that he had redone from his pig face days and i will have to say that his pig face suck song was a thousand times better than the remake of it mm. um he kind of brought it down from its original like roughness grit. and yeah grit good word but um that was another band that somehow slipped through the cracks of christianity on my uh, <laughs> in my childhood days pig face um and i actually met the drummer so that gives it a little bit you know more of a thing in me twice actually cool. i've talked to him and shit i mean that's fun uh, yeah absolutely um and that's all i'm gonna say about him but check them out my favorite album of theirs is gub but they have a lot more fook is pretty good too okay okay uh, so we're gonna move over to t-rex at her number six it's the beautiful fairy Hail. Tori Amos. I don't know if that you can have a vagina and not like Tori Amos, personally. <laughs> um, I remember being in my brother's uh, dorm room at Stony Brook University and listening to Little Earthquakes. And I was also in college at the time um, in Manhattan. And I don't know, there's just certain songs on, on that album that just put me back. But every single one of her albums is... She is just so prolific with, like, the music that she just puts out. And there's, like, you know, 25 songs on one album. And what I think is so amazing about her is the way that she crafts those songs. That she says that she can see music. And I only know one other person that said that they can actually see music. But Tori sees music, not just hears it, but also sees the structures that music makes. Um, one of my favorite albums of hers is from the Choir Girl Hotel, and I have had forever. I think that I must have been on the train one day and thought to myself, you know, you have that angel and devil on your shoulder, you know. Oh, yeah. The devil was like, kind of going... I wish I could do something like that. I wish I could do this, you know? 
And then the angel on my shoulder was like, but you can do other stuff and you're an artist and blah, 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 blah. Like, to, your mom was you on know, your my other mom. shoulder. Yeah, totally. Like, let's be my mother to myself. And the other part was like, you suck, you can't do that. And the other part of me was like, but you can do other things and you're an artist and blah, blah, blah. And I actually was like, yeah, I can. And oh my God. And I opened up my sketchbook and on the whole way into Manhattan, I sketched out a girl for every one of the songs that's on the Choir Girl Hotel. And I have it, it's been in my head for fucking 25 years, um, what that art installation would look like in each one of those girls. And what I love about her music is similar to what you talked about when you talked about Tool, is that it's not obvious what Tori is talking about. And sometimes you have no idea what she's talking about. But it's just like a little bit of a mystery behind that and what does it mean to you it might be different to what it means to the next person that listens to it you know um so yeah i love everything that comes out of her face and watching her play two pianos is kind of a sexual experience too well that girl humps her piano sister so um when you're feeling like a good girl, it's all about Tori. When you're feeling like a bad girl, it's all about Miss Joan Jett. I will take your word for that. Mm-hmm. And we will move on to Braxis's number six. And uh, this is a band by a fellow that we've already talked about. His name is Maynard James Keenan, and this is a band called Pussifer. Mm-hmm. And I would say that... Um, Donkey Punch the Night. Right. If you... <laughs> v is for vagina. If if Tool is a masculine perspective of things, and a perfect circle Stop is a feminine... Whoa, go again. Yeah. Feminine <laughs> perspective on things. Mead. Then I feel like... Yes, definitely mead. Pussifer is a comedian's. Yes. Right? Kind of like a comedian. Yes. The court jester. Uh huh. But also maybe a uh, humanitarian. A humanitarian and a jester for sure. Um, Pussifer. If you haven't checked him out, do so. It's kind of more, definitely more industrialized, I would say electronic drums and maybe the same drum beat throughout the entire song not always but kind of gives it a uh, a little bit of a technical cure sound Mm -hmm. and then Maynard singing these lyrics that are mostly ridiculous or if you find out what the song is about you're like oh wow that's hilarious so I'm gonna yell at my dog real quick hold on is that the Revelation 22 yeah it's a great song right yeah what is that? You better get right with Jesus. No. Yeah, that's no. it. No, Where that guy not. says all that stuff, and he says Yahweh, Yahweh. I don't think that that's that song. That is. That is that Revelation one. Well, I don't. I'm gonna disagree with you. Okay. Well, let's find out together then. Uh, there's a song where he's the doo-wop girls are in the background saying the two kind of versions of how to say you know the biblical God's name Yahweh and Yehovah. Mm. And another guy is just like, sounds like he's reading out of the Bible. He isn't, but he's having some sort of strange uh, 
spiritual experience with an angel. Mm-hmm. The humbling river. Oh yeah, the humbling me? river is so fucking good. And God I said it all weird, damn. so I'm gonna say it again. The humbling river. Yes. Just fucking un- unbelievably awesome. That's gonna forever be Starwood to me. Oh, good. That's a good song. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. T-Rex was right. Awesome song. Gladly now, please suck me dry. So good. I have. Uh, I was referring to the song before that called Sour Grapes. Oh. Where. Um, yes, I see it. There's some other fellow. Um, I'm assuming that he's African American because his voice is so like a pastor at a church, basically. Mm. Um, Baptist preacher. Yes, but that's a really good song, too. Really good one. Yeah, so if you haven't, I mean, Pussifer is really a, a combination of humor. Uh, is Pussifer the Apoch Judds? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, of course it is. That's the comedian part of that. Country Boner, if you had, don't know. My country Boner won't go down. Exactly. Down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool music, and the crazy thing is he'll take you from Humbling River to, yes, to I to Fuck that. the Judds, Country Boner, <laughs> right. So if you haven't checked them out, please do. They are uh, super cool. Okay, okay, so I'm going to go away from mine, okay. and we're going to go over to T-Rex, and she's at number five. Yeah, so this is the baby T-Rex at the first Starwood I ever went to. And Starwood is back in Brushwood in northwestern New York State. And I remember being at our campground, and I heard music. And none of it, nobody in my like group of people wanted to go, but I didn't, and I didn't want to go by myself. But this music got me to walk down the hill by myself because it was just so good that I was like, I, I'm, I can't stay here. I have to go see what is happening down there. And that's when I got introduced to Jana. Um, they are incredible. They have not, I mean, they're independent labels, I'm pretty sure, and we're on small labels, but um, they have quite a few albums their first two are like embedded in my in my heart and it was one of the most amazing shows that I've ever been to ever and I'm and I mean like we were under a you know a a little pavilion you know with all of these people that you know a bunch of Starwood hippies you know what I mean um I can put like belly dance music and to rock music and to world music it, it's I'm gonna ask Keith if I can use, if we can use one of those songs um, I think said we is one of the sexiest songs ever written and then there's on uh, and that's on the first album and I think on the second one is called Swan in the Monsoon and 
there are some al- songs on that album that uh, a rock, rock with no wings. I posted it the other day on Facebook, and it's kind of just takes like our little planet that's sort of you know spinning in in the universe, and it, it kind of like how we how can we uplift ourselves, you know, and and putting all of the the pain of the world and putting compassion first and we are just this little blue speck in the middle of nothing and and everything seems really fucking stupid as it usually is and especially now um I think you can pop that song on and just kind of like ground and center so definitely check out Jana again I'm gonna put links to all of these bands and maybe I'll put a few more for Jana of my favorite songs on the Hoof and Horn website. Do it. I'm gonna. What's your next one? Uh, I wish I would have had more to say about you that band, You don't know band, Jana. Don't. It's okay. You no. don't know them. You'll learn. That's kind of good, because... I don't know Pigface, so... Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, my next number five is gonna be Nine Inch Nails. Uh, this is another band that somehow fell through the cracks of Christianity and landed upon my doorstep um what was the first album that came out pretty hate machine yes yeah kid that that was everything. so new to me everything. anyway at that time from everything i mean you know i had heard you know kiss and led zeppelin and the police and the fix and van halen that was another i mean it was like another fucking planet. dimension of fucking right planet of music you know a musical landscape that had never been i'm sure it had man please don't you know ridicule me cuz i'm sure i i remember frontline assembly also was kind of an industrial band underground at that time but i guess to go mainstream that was the first right. time that kind of thing was was right. out there it's funny too because i was totally into pretty hate machine and also broken and downward spiral but um when i go back and listen to pretty hate machine now i'm just like god this guy is crying thank so god for much. the girl who broke his heart we right. would not have that <laughs> album so, right and as a girl who had a broken heart when that album was out it thank fixed you. you right uh, yes got you because i wanted to kill a motherfucker I feel and you. that like i remember my bedspread in my dorm and laying on my bed and just listening to that and hating on a son of a bitch, right, right. you know. So and it was therapy thank for you. you, thank you to whoever you are, you rotten bitch for breaking Trent's heart. <laughs> That's funny. I'd like to know who who actually did that. But <clears throat> but I never noticed how kind of cryy, oh, whiny totally he is. was. Um, totally. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Downward Spiral is still his masterpiece yes. even though he's come out with other things uh, and that might just be a nostalgic thing that you know that was the third album so I was well, really still into Nine Inch Nails at that yeah. point but that had such a wide Kurt. range yeah yeah Kurt. oh fuck man I mean I bought a- tickets for myself my brother his friend and one of my roommates and I got two for the general admission and two for I am not gonna go in that pit kind of that was my mm-hmm. me and my roommate right and larry and nick went into the pit and i remember every time that they would come up to the gate like up to the wall where we were sitting they were like bloodier and bloodier but had such a great time and i will never forget 
that screen over the stage, and it was Madison Square Garden with the snake. Yeah, dude. And that one spotlight on him as he sang that whole song. It's permanently engraved in my memory. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. And his God. lighting effects. And I, yes. I've, Nine Inch Nails is probably one of the bands that I have seen the most. Even, I've seen Tool a fucking lot. But <laughs> I think it's still probably that I've seen Nine Inch Nails more times. Probably had more opportunity knowing how Tool tours, so. Sure. Uh, but every show has been just fucking phenomenal i mean like a church session and it and it is i mean i'm old now but i remember the days of oh we're gonna get in that pit and get out our angst and aggression and and let this dude fucking guide our way and getting rid of this you know or at least that's how i felt about yeah. it man get rid of this fucking pinned up it's ritual. you know society bullshit yeah it sure it's is absolutely um yeah, so Nine Inch Nails, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of them. Trent Reznor, awesome deal. Um, I don't know what else to say about them, but uh, if you haven't heard of them, you've probably been living under a rock. So. Oh, hello. Now oh. get ready for Brexit Here we go. to make fun of my number four. <laughs> because every time I listen <laughs> to number four, <laughs> I gotta hear the same I'm sorry. shit out of Braxis. I'm sorry. So my number four is a band called Alter Bridge. Miles Kennedy, great rock singer, and the band from, come on now, come on, Braxis, lay it out. Give me the horn back and lay it out. Well, I'm not making fun of their music. No. Because I really don't know it enough to make fun of it. But he's going to make fun of it. But, <laughs> Alter Bridge is from the band Creed, right? Yeah, the bass player, the guitar player, and the drummer are okay. from Creed. Right, because What's-His-Face was such Scott a... Strap. So self-absorbed, it was un- fucking believable. Um, but before they became Creed, their band name was Naked <laughs> Toddler. Look it up if you don't believe me. Naked... Now, imagine that on a marquee somewhere that it just says, 8 o'clock... <laughs> Naked toddler, and they. Well, I, I remember in our interview they were like, "Well, we were going with you know innocence," and I was thinking, "Well, why not fucking newborn or something like that?" But instead, you went with naked fucking toddler, man. But that says nothing about the music, and I would hate for somebody if I was in Alter Bridge to be judged by another band that I was right. in in a name. So and they're they're badass. I'm bringing that up as a joke. They're badass. They're badass. I don't know them enough. I Actually, I don't know one. I know you Alter don't know Bridge them song. at all, and I'm going to introduce you right now, and hopefully we don't get sued by Alter Bridge, but it's metal. You'd like it. I can see on his face. No, I was happy with the drummer's double bass little fill right there. You don't like this voice? I don't think so. Oh, I could slap the shit out of you. Well, it's, it's right now. I mean, how many voices okay, have you wait, heard and then you listen to it and then you got used to it? Yay. 
see clearly. Alright, they're one of my favorites. Uh, and you know what? The meme that's going around with the last band you saw live and you're locked in with the quarantine. Okay, was. That's Alter for Bridge. me. It's Alter Bridge. That would be February tool. before the world fell apart. That would be Tool for me. It would be Tool for you. That's pretty good. We'd both be happy. Indeed. <laughs> I dig them. I think they're pretty badass. I think that their album Blackbird is Maze Balls. The song Blackbird they wrote for a friend of his who died is amazing. So, what? This is called Metalingus. How can you not like that? Right? It sounds a little like Cunnilingus. A little bit. There you I go. didn't say Who's your number four? Uh, my number four, this is going to be, we can go through this real quick because okay. my number four was Soundgarden. Amazing. And we have kind We've of already ran over that whole Chris thing. Amazing Chris Cornell. Absolutely. Um, the last song Chris Cornell ever sang with Soundgarden was uh, Slaves and Bulldozers. Mm. Amazing. They did a lot of great fucking shit, man. I mean, they were pioneers for sure. Absolutely. Um, so I don't need to go further down the old Soundgarden okay. trail. Cause so we I'll go that. to my number three. So Another band that we have featured on our podcast, a bunch of Vikings, by the name of Metal Horse. Hell. Independent band. Uh, local to Indianapolis that are so creative that they've actually written stories that go along with their music. And if you go to metalhorse.band, you can read those first couple of chapters of the adventures of those Vikings. And it, what is it called? The, uh, the, the Hooves, Hooves of, of Isle Bane. Bane. Yes. Come on! Yeah. That's pretty good. Right. And it's an audiobook, and when I first heard about that, I thought... I don't really want to listen to somebody read me a fucking book, you know what I mean? It's I, not. But it's not. It's not. It's more like a movie for a blind person. <laughs> yeah. All There's kinds sound of sound effects. effects and music and different voices for different characters. Yeah, when you get an audiobook, it's one person reading that for all like the different right. characters. Right, this is not that, that not at it. all. And it took me a long time to go check it out because I kept thinking audiobook. You know, I don't want to hear... Now, for some reason, I just hear Leonard Nimoy's fucking voice <laughs> reading me some Star Trek episode, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that shit, man. You're dark. Uh, so that's where I kind of associated it. But when I went and listened to it, it's it's fucking awesome, man. And it gets better with each one of them, and you start to feel a little bit of, you know, a connection for the characters that are in it. Um, I and I look forward to the next one. Next chapter. Yeah. I think they got five mm -hmm. chapters of it and out. And Metal Horse is now on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have iTunes, to just go to that. Yes. All that. Shit, all that. All, all those. Yeah. And I heard that they actually have uh, a first book of 13 chapters, but five of those chapters are on their on website, the website. Yes. As an audio book. So there's actually a book that has 13 chapters in it about their alter ego Viking characters. And their interaction with this magical uh, entity, the the metal horse. The metal horse. Metal horse. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, very interesting. And all the songs have to do with, you know, if you read the story or yeah, listen to the audiobook or watch the videos, every single position that they take on that tells a little bit more of the story, which I think is cool. Even the audiobook. 
if you were to read the book at the same time as listening to it, it's just a little bit variant from the other one. So it gives you a little bit more details about... I, I just think it's cool how they intertwine such an ancient Viking concept with modern-day metal music mm-hmm. um, and then wrote a story about it to kind of put those two together. It's fucking great, man. And I don't think they get enough credit for all the time that they probably they spent don't. putting all that shit together. They don't. And just out of let's do this fucking crazy right. idea. It's not a contract. Right. It's art. Those guys are dedicated is art. what I would say. Absolutely. What's your number, Trey? Okay, oh, no, over to Braxis's number three. Oh. Um, and this relates to my number two, mm-hmm. but we'll go with number three, and that would be Susie and the Banshees. Oh. Uh, 80s band, and, you know, that was my, I think I was born in 75, so that'd be about, you know, end of the 80s. I'm, I'm starting to pay attention to, to music and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just one that, really got me first because it, I think it was the first chick singer I had ever come across, you know, just in my limited Christian, you know, rah, 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 fucking aspect of, of life and music. And it just really impressed upon me. She's super weird. I mean, very yeah, weird. weird. And I remember MTV, I would see that every once in a while at my grandmother's house. And she would always say to me, every time I was fucking watching it, every fucking time she would say, would your parents let you watch that? <laughs> and I'd have to go on this, you know, diatribe about, you know, how they didn't care or whatever when we both knew that they fucking did. And it was all ridiculous. But she just wanted to point out the fact that I was able to watch MTV at her house. Oh, and you couldn't and watch not it at my home. parents. Right, mm. exactly. Uh, which she could have just said that. And I would have went, yeah, you're cool. But instead she made it about, you know, Weirdness. some weird thing against my parents. Grandma's. Right, anyhow. Grandma's um, taking I remember the first video that I ever saw at my grandmother's on MTV was, and this is another band that I'll mention later on, Duran Duran, <sighs> Hungry Like the Wolf Dang. was the, I think I remember that as being, if it wasn't that, it was Thriller. And that was before MTV when they had Friday night videos. Oh, Do you remember that? I Just on Friday, do. for those of do. the youngins out there. Just on, Friday, Just on Friday, they'd have this little, and it was probably from like 11 to midnight yep. or maybe midnight to late. 1, something. Yeah. And you would get an hour of, of videos. Yeah, no talk like, oh, bullshit, yeah. no real world bullshit, no game show bullshit, <laughs> no survival <laughs> bullshit, no behind the scenes bullshit, no voice bullshit. It was actually fucking videos, like back to fucking back, man. So yeah. you were like packed in, dude. All your friends slept over. You were all in front of the TV for this one hour on Friday fucking night, Friday night video. And if I remember, there was like a dude, an image of a guy who was like going to be executed. He was His hands were like behind his back on a pole and he had a blindfold on him. And it was him kind of spinning around as this beginning Friday night video thing. That. Well, I, I, we're going to have to find him. I think that's what I remember. And so if it wasn't Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf, I probably... It would have been Thriller Thriller on Friday night videos. And I remember me and my two brothers like snuck the TV from the kitchen, you know, the black and white piece of shit from the (laughs) kitchen down to our room. And we all stayed up late. We all knew it was coming on and shit. Yeah. And at the time, that was super cool. I mean, just because I knew that Michael Jackson also was a Jehovah's Witness. 
So it was a weird mind fuck at that moment where he's... He's doing this and we're not supposed to do this. Right, and he's eating popcorn like, oh, this is entertainment. This is fun. And then he's one of the actual, you know, zombies and then he's the wolf as well. So it was a little weird mind fuck. And at that, you know, that's... I kind of had respect for Michael Jackson at that point. And I don't know how deep his beliefs were or whatever the fuck. Well, but I just like knew it. Like you, it was it was forced upon him from right. his parents. And I just knew that he was involved in that. I had right. no idea what the extent of that was, and you know, I'm sure he had a troubled childhood, being that fucking famous and all that shit. But it was just a weird mind funk for myself of that perspective. Yeah. That how do you put that together? Right. How do yeah. I? How's this happening? But I thought it was cool as fuck because I felt like either he somehow found a way to put it together or he just didn't give a shit about the rules, you know, and, and that, to me, uh, appealed to me. Yeah, your Friday night videos. Absolutely. Um, so, that's mine. I'm going to my number two. Uh, wait, we didn't talk much about Susie and the Banshees. You did show. No, you I didn't. Moved on. So, girl in Rock and Roll. Yeah, Susie and the Banshees, Girl in the Rock and Roll, fucking just a killer fucking voice, man. Like, like nobody else's. And I, I wish that they were still making albums today. Um, Robert Smith from The Cure was in that band, played guitar for them, and if you listen to those two, you can kind of go, oh yeah, I can see where, you know, this sounds like that, and this sounds like this. Both of them being their own unique fucking thing, but, uh, just a lot of cool, weird-ass music, man, but her voice, and the lyrics, and kind of that accent, and yeah. just the weirdness of everything. Robert Smith's involved. I mean, it's weird. It's gonna be weird. Yeah, uh, there's another band. She's like the female Robert Smith. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of feel like that was kind of what was going on, that Robert Smith got in that band, he was like, this is... I like some... her look, I'm gonna take yeah, it. Yeah, I like, well, yeah, well, it, <laughs> she inspired me, kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, he was in another band with one of the members from... Uh, Susie and the Banshees and his girlfriend sang for it and it was called The Glove. So if anybody's a big Robert Smith fan or The Cure fan and you don't know about it, which you probably do and I found sound like a goddamn idiot um, but The Glove was a, a really cool, weird, experimental uh, soundscape for sure from the 80s. Hmm. Okay, so that's all I got. Do you remember when we were at that party? Wait, Susie and Banshees, a lot of their drum beats... Are fucking awesome, man. I mean, I, I give. I don't know who that drummer is. I forget now, but just props to that guy. Okay, go ahead. When we were at that party, and there was that woman there, and we were like, "Oh my god, I think it's it's Susie." Basement, Indianapolis. Boy who wears a cape play, plays drums. <laughs> Susie, who though? The woman. There was a woman there. Uh-huh. You don't remember that she totally looked like Susie in the Banshees. Mm. You know I remember what now. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. That's my little, that's the only input I have. Mm. <laughs> well, um, there was once a woman right. who looked like Susie. If you've never heard of Susie and the Banshees and you want to check them out, uh, I would recommend their album Hyena or Tinderbox. Um, they got a kind of a little more lightish, you know, maybe radio friendly, although I don't know if they were ever on the radio very much I don't know. in their, you know, uh, no. later days. But, anyways, that's mine. For number three, let's move over to. My number two. Your number two. Another 
a local indie band by the name of Parenkama. Nice. There's only two albums, unfortunately. I heard there was supposed to be three. There's supposed to be three, but, you know, someone needs an ass beaten. Um, but I, I particularly love the first one, and from what I have been told, there's a lot of, like, religious... The songs are like this religious struggle with uh, the songwriter and, and God and, and religion and, uh, and family and the timing I don't even I'm not a musician you know as a someone who formerly danced it's it's one two three four five six seven eight you know you're like you're on that I guess that western typical music four four right mm -hmm. but there's some them timing in there that's just it's pretty killer and I think they're super unique and they're all brothers too they right? are brothers and I love that um, I like a family band. Uh, what and genre would you throw that in? I have no idea. I mean, it's kind of metal, but it's not. Like, the music is, but I don't feel like the singing is that, like, thrash death metal. Screamo. It's not. Right. It's, um, I, I don't know how to place it. And I don't know that there's anything that I could compare Parenchyma to. Um... Yeah, that's definitely something I would agree to. I don't, I don't think that you can. And Super nice guys too. Yeah, Met them once. Super I think nice Idealog kills me. Uh, Witch's song, Milk is one of my favorites, which we've milk? actually played Holy before. Holy shit, yeah. balls! There's some lyrics in there, man. And then on the other Magna Ars Infra, Carbon Filter is a pretty damn good song. Agreed. There's some crazy bass on those. I think I like the the I don't know what it is, man. The desperation or the I've said this word a few times tonight, but the angst of the first one that yeah. really I don't know can identify with. I yeah. suppose you know, growing up, Jehovah's Witness, and you know, just there's anger and struggle yeah. and guilt and fear, sadness, and, and also right. a big giant middle finger in, right. in certain songs. And a big like, question mark. Like, yeah. why the fuck are we doing all this yeah. shit? I mean, there's some conversations with God on there, you know? Like, I need to experience this shit for myself, and then maybe we can have a conversation. Right. You know? Maybe then we can begin. Yes. Fucking So good. Me? I just brought a little flicklimp to myself by saying that little <laughs> lyric right there. <laughs> oh, shit yeah. balls. Um, parenchyma. P V R E N C H Y M V. And I think you can find those if you go to Parinkaman.com. They had an album before that too called uh, Invention E1, but it was with a different bass player, and I'm not sure that that music is available. But I know that the the idea is on the website. Mm. Um, but you can definitely check out. I think the second album is called Shaping the Invisible. Uh, Shaping the Invisible is two, and then the, I guess technically the third one is the Magna Ars Infra, and those two and three is on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Good band. Yep. I hope they get back together someday. Have an experience. Indeed. Who's your number two, Braxis? Uh, my number two I've kind of already mentioned, but that this is another, this is probably actually the, the one band that more than others spilled into my life, and I don't even really know how 
you know, from going out in service and being a Jehovah's Witness and going to church, Kingdom Hall, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. this band, for some reason, was the main one that kind of hit me in that time frame, and I'm not sure why. Uh, the Cure. Oh. The Cure, um, always, they've just been so different. I mean, this was a time when, again, you had Van Halen and Journey and, you know, Lover Boy and this was just so different. different. Oh my god, if you listen to Staring at the Sea or um I can't remember what the fucking first, Boys Don't Cry was the first yes. album, I think. Boys Don't Just so cry. different, so like tore down from this uh perfect sounding, you know, song or or whatever. It was such a a kind of deconstruction but sounded so fucking good man and his british accent was just great uh super you know i was depressed as fuck back then man as fuck you know god was mad at you for everything so cut yourself after you masturbate because that's the only way to fucking tell god you're really sorry for what you fucking did fucking crazy shit you know but this dude spoke to me in some sort of sense of like I wish that I could tell Robert Smith that because honestly, now that I think about it, he really helped me out of that. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I you always hear that. Oh, you you helped me, you helped me. But now that I really think yeah. about it, if I wouldn't have had him to say these, you know, things Speak without you, saying them, way. yeah, exactly, right, telling me, oh, these are the emotions that I'm actually experiencing, and they're okay to experience them. Uh, it's all in the human, you know, perspective or, or uh, not that, what's the word? Spectrum. Yeah. It's all in the human pers- uh, nope. Spectrum. Yep. <laughs> to feel these things, to do these things, you know, we all have desires. We all are electrical. All of our senses are designed to figure out this world and have right. the experiences that we have. But... He just kind of worded all those things. Uh, my favorite album is a bunch of them, so I'm sorry, but uh, Pornography is probably the most depressing, kind of dark one. Love it. Disintegration, also depressing, but not as much yeah. as Pornography. And then Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me is probably the top tier because it, it had like 22 fucking songs on it, man. It? Yeah, so it was a wide range of of stuff from songs that were like eight minutes long to one that was you know two minutes and 50 seconds or something like that and just a a huge range of being lost in this fucking guitar thing to a quick punk like kind of british uh three minute song you know just getting straight to the point like six different ways or or something like that uh that's a song title Mm. um but god damn man so many good fucking songs like only in I can't remember when Wish came out that was an album that I think came out after Kiss Me Kiss Me Kiss Me and then I kind of stopped paying attention to him after Wish because it started to get to me a little bit uh, too romancy too, you, too don't, you don't like the too lovey dovey yes exactly <laughs> and, I, and I can stand I mean if you listen back there's definitely songs in that you know kind of idealistic fashion but there were other songs to break you away from that you know what yeah. I mean but this was an album I felt like Wish was just kind of like hit 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 of all these 
emotional, romantic, I love, I want to be loved type feeling. And he's always had that, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it was hidden underneath this kind of trashy punk, you know, kind of British, you know, I'm going to say it again, angst of on love and stuff. But I feel like the older he got, he kind of did fall in love. Yeah, and he softened up a little. They're supposed to come out with a new album, so I'm super stoked. I think it's only the two remaining original members, which would be Robert Smith and the bass player, Simon Gallup. But, man, I have nothing but respect for those guys. And, honestly, they, them and Trent Reznor ha- were probably the biggest icons of my childhood to try to get through such a weird, fucked up, um, surreal surroundings as I had when I grew up. So thank you if you're listening, Robert Smith, which I doubt. <laughs> thank you if you're listening, Trent Reznor. Thank you if you're listening, Simon Gallup. You just put really it helped. out there into the, into the universe. Yeah. You know what your number two and my number one have in common? Oh, shit. I don't know. Beyond being British. Okay. They were both inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on the same year. You're right. You're right. So So let's go with your number one. Because I almost thought that was Brinkman. I got real excited, but that was... <laughs> That's not what you're talking about. That's my number two. You are number two and my number one. And here comes Zoe because she's a pain in the ass. Uh Uh-oh. As my musical, you know, tastes have grown and shifted through my life, I can never, you know, just for... I can never have anybody else fall into that number one, you know, even if I won't, haven't listened to an album of this band in, in some time, and uh, have listened to other, you know, they don't pop up on my Spotify, but I really could never have anybody be my my favorite, just because of being, you know, 15 and 16, and everybody's got that first one like for the rest of my life like they've always they've been there and it's so are we going to reveal this name Def Leppard oh my god Def Leppard Def Leppard knocked aha off the walls of my room because first it was all aha posters. Posters rolled up, and rolled then, themselves up, walked them right out the door, and, and then, no, I still over. have all of them. I oh, still I have them. That. I still have all of my aha posters and things that I ripped out of magazines and put up on the wall in a big scrapbook, Bebop. along with all of my things, uh, all of my posters and things that I put on the wall of Def Kids Leppard. Kids Bop magazine. <laughs> I don't know if it was Kids Bop, but it was probably like, whatever. Whatever those magazines were. Um, I have seen Def Leppard more times than uh, maybe, well, I know that there's people out there that have seen them a lot more than me, but right. I've seen them more than and than anybody else. I think I lost count at about 40. Oh, you've seen them 40 fucking since times? Since 1992. Wow. So I never got to see the Hysteria tour. Oh shit! You know, I was uh, you know, in high school, and we didn't have the internet. Right. You know, if she knocks this computer off the bed, I'm gonna pummel her. Relax, um, girl. I never did. I never saw Hysteria, and it's always been a sad thing that I've never seen Steve Clark, the original guitar player, part of the Terror Twins, with right. Phil with Phil Collins. 
Um, gotta love some Vivian Campbell. Hello, Irish boy. But um, I never got to see him before he before he died. But Def Leppard's always been super close to my heart. Hysteria album is amazing. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Pyromania is pretty fucking amazing. High and Dry is amazing. You know, and I feel like all those bands that came out of the very, very late 70s, early 80s, they were at their most famous maybe in 1988, you know, with Hysteria. All those bands that come out of the 80s have a hard time in the 90s. You know, here comes grunge. Everything goes, you know, from like that escapism music and, and kind of like glam rock and just like really gritty Seattle. Like everything sucks and we're fucking mad. Nine Inch Nails, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Those are amazing bands, right? But our, our 80s bands kind of take a... That's their rough point. But now you, those boys can still feel... Hi, you agree? I agree, right? Def Leppard. I don't know. I don't know if that's what she's saying. That is what she's saying. <laughs> she's come in here to have her opinion, okay? <laughs> which which might she be a different gets one. <laughs> Joe Elliott, all right? Um, I don't know. Uh, I have like a lot of I I love them, and they it amazes me how they, you know, have finally gotten that. You know, I don't think Def Leppard was ever a hair band. No, you know, they were not a hair band, and the music, those harmonies that they were putting out, and I love the fact that they are friends. You know, right. they are friends, and they love each other, and I love that about them. Um. You know, they have really brothers. difficult... Yeah, they've got difficult history. They've had a member die. You know, an original founding member pass away. They've had another member go through a massive accident. And none of them ever said... You know, they were never going to say you're not in the band. Drummer who has an arm ripped off. You know, they were going to cool. sit there and let him say he can't do it. We're not going to tell him he can't do it. And he can do it, and he still does do it. You know, and let he's me fucking just fucking amazing. For this moment here, let me just pause this. And wasn't it Rolling Stones that? Wait, maybe it's not Rolling Stones. It might be Aerosmith. One of those guys played somewhere at the Grammys, and wouldn't their drummer had been in an accident. So he wasn't like up to par. So he was working on himself to get back so that he can play this Grammys episode. Yeah. They say to him once he does get back up, you got to re audition for the band. This guy who's gotten to them to where they are now to even get this Grammy. And then they say he can't be in the band after he auditions. That's fucking disgusting. That is disgusting as fuck, man. Yeah. I don't care. How fucking bad... I mean, how bad could he have been? He's a fucking drummer and has been doing it for fucking who knows how long, right? Yeah. But you can't play with us during the Grammys? You're that, never friends to begin with. That's fucked You're up. You're never friends. That is Rick Allen, who was the drummer of Def Leppard, entered Def Leppard when he was 15 years old. He turned 16 on the road with, like, I don't know, was it ACDC or something ridiculous? Like, he... There was a young man when that happened to him. They were all, like, young. They love each other. You know, they, they do, and I love that about them. He is a, an amazing guy, and I feel like I've, as a, as a fan, have been absolutely blessed to have met them and to have spent time 
with Rick Allen. And, you know, something really terrible happened to him, something that he maybe never could have recovered from or had, you know, mental or emotional issues and didn't recover from, but he did. And to have, uh, you know, conversations with him about meditation and like what he does with drums and, and heals, you know, and, and healing people with that, with um, veterans, people with PTSD, terminal illnesses, kids with issues. I don't know how much they do anymore, but you know, back in the early 2000s, they were doing some cool shit with drum circles. That was one of the first times I'd ever been involved in a drum circle. And it was with my own little siblings that were not yet adopted, you know, and to kind of sit in that room and watch him like teach little children about, you know, how to beat a drum. My siblings still remember that. That's their first concert is Def Leppard, you know, when they were like four, five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, so, you know, all the as other musicians and acts might, you know, come and go off my list, but uh, I don't know if we're going to knock Def Leppard off my, my top spot. Um, I might still want to marry Joe Elliott, you know? I That's might, okay. But I'm sure there are thousands <laughs> of women who feel that same way. I will say that my knowledge of Def Leppard before I met you was Foolin'. Really liked that that's song. That's a good song. Um, God damn it. And Pyromania. That, right? That's a whole that's a whole album. Okay, but there is a song called Pyromania? No, everybody thinks there is. Okay, so what is that song? Pyromania. I want, uh, it's Rock of Ages. Okay, so I, I remember those. Those two, yeah, that was cool. But Pyromania is a good album. When I dove deeper into the story of their drummer and why he has one arm, because, I mean... No disrespect, but the only way that I had ever even heard of that was because of the Bloodhound Gang when they had that song. The drummer Def, Le from, Def Leppard has one arm. Yeah, the drummer yeah. from the Devil has. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I was like, really? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't really. like them, but they were playing on the radio, so I did hear that. I was like, really? And then that piqued my curiosity. But then when you said my favorite band, so you know, I've obviously been inducted to them a lot more recently. Mm -hmm. uh, just his whole story and how that went about and his determination and shit. Dude, Rick Allen, fucking rock and roll, bro. Um, drummer to drummer. God damn, hail. Right. That's I that's can't amazing, imagine that bro. feeling, amazing. though, of what you do. And I know, like, you hear him talk about it, the first thing he said to someone that ran I'm up a to drummer. an accident is, I'm a drummer and yeah. I've lost my arm. I can't That's imagine how it must have felt. And I'm um, in awe at the human spirit of the whole thing, you know? I mean, That's some the people... the definition of resiliency. People cannot... Some people cannot be knocked down, no matter what it is. They get back up and take their place right back in line. That's one of those dudes. And that's why I like that band. Not really because of their music. And this is just me. I know, that's fine. But, I know. I mean, uh, yeah, the Def Brotherhood Leopard is escapism. and... Def Leppard isn't like a mystery, what they're singing about. They might be, you know, pour some sugar on me. Come on. You know, like, it's, 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 it's girls. It's rock. I really do like their album Slang, which was like 1996. It's not the typical Def Leppard... Um, sound or what was expected and I know that it didn't get great reviews but I think artists are allowed to step away from their normal formula and experiment and it was a perfect time to do it um, 
And there's some really good songs on there. I think that, and this is as much as I love them, there's a little bit of edge that is forever gone without having Steve Clark. And then also, like, let's face it, people get older and you lose a little bit of that raw, intense testosterone. What were you going to say? Angst. Angst, right? <laughs> you lose a little bit of it. And that's okay. You know, it, we, we might not get that out of, I mean, I love the, there's, a disc, there's like an argument of, is it, is it the X album or is it the 10 album? It's the 10th album. It's a big Roman numeral X and some people call it X and some people call it 10. There's good songs on there, but there isn't a bringing on the heartbreak. There isn't a foolin'. There isn't a photograph. You know, they can't get out of a a, a, a concert without fooling, mm. rock of ages, photograph, mm -hmm. and pour some sugar on me. You, they can't. Mm. And I would never want to see them not play those songs. I can't imagine still having to sing, pour some sugar on me, but, and I'm sure that's not the song later. you soundtrack with, you yeah. know? But when you're singing it for, a, you know, a crowd of people that are going berserk you can sing pour some sugar on me again you know how hard is your fucking life that you've got to sing that song again come on so i love me some deaf leopard forever and ever and ever and that's why my camp counselor name was leopard <laughs> great it was i believe you it's better than feet i believe you 100 <laughs> percent Okay, are you done with Def Leppard? I'm done. Okay, you don't have to be. I'm just I asking. I am. Okay. But I will say one more thing. Yep. That I got to eat Joe Elliott's name off his birthday cake. Oh, I thought that was going to take a different... And there's a photo of it. No, I did not eat Joe Elliott. Nice. I ate his name off of his birthday cake. Oh, uh, okay. You have photographic proof of that? I do. That's cool. I do. The end. Oh, the end. Okay, so uh, we're going to get to my number one. And that's funny because I wanted you to go first because ladies go first, but here I am. But, the final. you know, you'll end. That's that's balance. Okay, you're right. That's equality. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, and I don't know if this is my number one. Now that I'm looking at that, I don't know that this is, but it's definitely up there. Well, but somehow because we because took your we number had, one, we could not rank your number right, one. Right, my number, number one, one was in... The upper echelon, yeah. yes. So, tool. my next tool. one then, which There's is tool. actually my number one. <laughs> you can't give me mead. Take this away from me. No, please. keep drinking it. That's the whole idea. Tool. Uh, yes. Is a perfect circle. Who are amazing. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't know who a perfect circle is, it's the lead singer from Tool, Maynard James Keenan. Um, they've had about three or four Billy albums. Billy Halladell? Yes, Billy Halladell, who was actually just kind of a uh, guitar tech for a long time and then showed Maynard uh, just some of his riffs and ideas. Really? Yeah, and they got together and was like, hey, this shit's badass, let's fucking do it. And it was shit that he had written like ten years ago. You know what I mean? It's like me whipping out you know, an old-ass fucking thing that I did, and like, hey, check this out. And they're like, oh, fucking breathe a new a life band. into it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the first one had James Iha from Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure Josh Frez or Freze, 
Um, and I'm not sure what he was from. I know that he played with Guns N' Roses at some point. There was a chick bass player. Yes, Paz. Okay. And she... I don't know what she was from, but I saw her in later years as the bass player taking the place for Kim Deal in the Pixies. Uh -huh. And she did a phenomenal job, although I would have loved to have seen Kim Deal. Kim Deal, if you're Get out there, together, I hope girl, you've got it you. together, man. We do love you very much, man. Uh, but anyway, she was there. Yeah, so she was the beginning of that. And then later, I think they got Twiggy Ramirez to play. Uh -huh bass whatever his uh what is his name jordan white maybe jordy white something like that anyways um just a very different sound you know that i feel like wasn't out there before a perfect circle the latest album is pretty amazing uh eat the elephant yeah 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 it's really yeah. good uh, first one was I think Thirteenth Step, and that or was, was no. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Then it was which step. means Sea of Names, but yes. that had some great fucking songs. I mean, just Judith is on that. God that album. damn it, so fucking good, yeah, man. Magdalena's on that album. Yeah, I mean, you got some superstars in that, so of course it's gonna, it's gonna be, be good, good. But uh, I felt like also I had been listening to Tool for so long, and it was kind of like this masculine view of things There's and then when I had listened to Perfect Circle it felt like he had a more feminine mm -hmm. or not so aggressive view There's of a things melodic I think that I I mean I, I love Tool but I think I can I, I respond a little bit differently to a Perfect Circle maybe mm -hmm. it's the melodies that are in there that are and I, I think they've got some they've got some shit to say on that Eat the Elephant you know disillusioned one oh, yeah. award. Oh, yeah. You know, put your goddamn phone down and yeah. connect with nature is basically what he's right. telling Look you. Look me in the fucking eye. You know, talk talk is like all these politicians, all they do is fucking talk while you know, we have gun problems and bodies pile up. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. It's like cake at a crisis. Yes. And Guy's awesome. If you guys haven't listened to it, please check it out. I don't know. I feel like I'm gushing when I. So I kind of want to stop and just well, be like. Just I think go something check I love out. about Maynard, and it's both with Perfect Circle and also with Tool, anytime that I've seen him, and I know it's a little bit different with um, with Pissifer, but I like how he doesn't center himself. The spotlight isn't on him. And I would love to, like, see him, other than his outline, right. you know, but it's not about Maynard, it's about the music, and the other musicians... You see them. You can see Justin Chamberlain. You see Billy Holiday. You can see Danny Carey. You can't but see. You hear Maynard. Right. You know he's there. You can see that outline of him, but he does not take that frontman role that every other frontman in a band takes. Mm -hmm. They're center stage. Maynard is not. No, Even though everyone wants him to be, he will not be. He's usually ever. back with the drums and off to the left. I know. And I've actually been to concerts of Tool before where he's never turned around the entire concert. And I, and it, that He's makes me love Jim him. Taking Jim Morrison to the whole just, other. Yeah, level. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes me love him even more. That what because I've been in bands and usually the lead singer is a fucking total egomaniac dickhead ass fuck. So it's refreshing to see somebody who gets the idea that we're all in this together. Your drum beat is just as important as my vocal part on this lyric. Your guitar riff is just mm -hmm. as cool as this 
thing that's keeping us all anchored by the bass. So that's and another thing about Tool is they don't usually his voice is kind of mixed into the music at almost that same level, so it becomes another instrument instead of being so mixed so forward, yeah, so forward in the in the recording. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, we could probably do this all fucking night. Um, <laughs> so what? Yeah, he's definitely my hero in just all things musical. Just, I mean, I don't know of any other person who's worked as hard as he has to have three fucking bands that have all, all big time, all right. selling out, all you know. I don't know anybody. And, and made his own winery. He makes his own wine. Right? Yeah. He grows stuff. He's a farmer. Yeah. Uh, there's a great docu- is a farmer. There's a great documentary called Blood and Wine that is about what he does out in the Arizona desert, nonetheless. And Not in Italy. I love that he's doing it in a difficult landscape. Of course he'd do it in a difficult landscape. That's Why amazing. would he make it easy, right? right? He's going to do it in a place where it's more hard and you have to be more of an artist. And he kind of brought that town... Jerome, Arizona. Yeah, to life because of that, which is fucking awesome, man. Does he have like a food truck too, or support a food truck, or like? I don't doubt it, dude. Remember, he's a huge humanitarian, which is fucking awesome, and still is able to, you know, say we are all human and we all have these experiences and we all need these experiences to be human. And right now, I'm gonna yell at my dog, so excuse this. Well, Zoe, gonna, get we're down. Gonna do, we're gonna press pause. We're gonna play a song. Okay. And then we're gonna do our honorable mentions. We can't talk that much about our honorable mentions. No, we just gotta like run line. through them. That's it. That's all. But yeah, and then we'll deal with. Goddamn Zoe. <laughs> Keep it burning. Yeah. Give me oil in my lamp. I pray. Hallelujah. <laughs>
This is the section of our honorable mentions, correct? Yes. Where we wrap it up. These are the bands that we like love so much that we also had to mention them slightly. Yeah, and I honorable. I'm hoping to just this has gone on for over an hour. So, so what? People can listen to this in okay. two different sections. Whatever. Okay. Um, we don't. We don't. There's no rules here. There are none, and we make our own rules. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. I have one, two, three. I don't know about six here. Just one of, tell us who one they of are. my honorable mentions, and I'm I'm gonna go back in years, I guess. But the very first concert that I saw was Yes, mm, okay. um, the 90210 album. Did I say that right? 90210, like the show. That's, that can't be right. <laughs> 9012. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Something. It's something like that. God okay. damn it. We'll have to figure that out before I'll the put end. I'll put it... I'm going to put this all in the show okay, notes. Okay, Don't worry okay. about it. I'll figure it out. That, that seems crazy that that it would be the be. same. No, it can't be. Maybe it is. It Any, is a real zip code. Yeah, I don't know. But it had Owner of a Lonely Heart on it. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Yeah, uh, Leave It, I think, was on that same album. That's that, a band that MTV killed. Oh, for sure, We dude. know this. Their very first video of Owner of a Lonely Heart <laughs> is fucking just <laughs> terrible to watch. My God, I would have rather just watched... A fucking fire burning than that. <laughs> it, it looks like I swear to God, it looks like they doesn't they don't even know they're in a band together, <laughs> and that they kind of just gathered in somebody's mom's basement, <laughs> and and then the world just kind of changed to different planets outside the windows, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so so bad, man. But the, but the music's fucking great. They were not about the visuals. The bands that made it on not. MTV were good to look at. Yep. Okay, so let's go past Yes. Uh, one okay. of my other favorites, and this is kind of going back in time a little bit to the 80s, but uh, Duran Duran was is one of my favorites. Reflex yeah, is a dude. Child. Notorious. Notorious. Uh-huh. I mean, girls on film. I mean, the yeah. shit. You don't like Rio, but I, I really do. like the woman. I don't like Rio, but it's not that I hate it. It's just. It's not your favorite. And it was also the very first MTV video that yeah, I kind of think I remember from my grandmother's house. I'm living in sin. I so. saw Duran Duran in concert once. Fuck you, really? Yay. I didn't know that. That's At cool. At the beach. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's my 80s. Uh, so we're going to keep going. A little more 80s here is the Bajas. If oh. nobody's heard of the Bajas, you have to. Uh, Eleanor or uh, Lugosi. Oh, Bella Lugosi. Yes. Okay. God damn it, man. These guys. And I didn't mention the Pixies, but the Pixies fucking rock and are awesome. I've seen them a few times. Um, but the Bajas kind of remind me of a even earlier. So check it out. The Bajas <laughs> are a real early version of the Pixies. And then Modest Mouse is a future picture of the Pixies. Okay. If you put those three bands together, I feel like they just evolved into these other people, Different but bands. still kept going. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the Pixies fucking rock, and I, I now that I mentioned them, I wish they were on those lists somewhere. But fuck it, who cares? Honorable try to mentions. you guys try to list ten that are your fucking favorites, and you'll hard. fuck it up. We somehow, argued yeah. a bunch it's before hard. we did we this. We got in a fight. I have a black eye right now. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. Uh, yeah. So the Bajas. I mean, just really. A British accent, uh, just really kind of depressing, low low tones. Really good, man. Okay. Go. Then I'm going to go to King Crimson. Just a crazy, um, 
almost a toolish type band before Tool, if you want to mm. go with that. Uh, red, red Nightmare. One more Red Nightmare, or I think it might just be Red, is the name of the album. But that song on there, it's either called Red Nightmare or just Red. But that song is fucking amazing. Okay, and then I'm moving on to. Uh, and this comes from my days of bands that slept through the cracks, Ministry. Mm. And the drummer guy from Nine Inch Nails that I had met, Martin Atkins, had actually played for Ministry at some time. Mm. I think. I'm pretty positive. I've seen them many times in concert, too. Um, Mastodon is another great band. Um, Mashuga is another great band, but you'll probably have to listen to Mashuga like six times before you don't get a headache and it becomes yeah. more of a... Oh, I don't get it. Yeah, it's well because we're based off that that timing of the two four you know four four count. The snare is always on two and four. Every listen to a fucking song on any radio, and the <laughs> snare is on two and four every goddamn time. So when you listen to something like Mashuga that fucks that all up, it kind of gives you this weird you feeling. You kind of have to figure it out. Yeah, you kind of have to listen to. It. I I swear to God, probably like five times before I didn't get a headache, and then seven times or ten times before I was like, oh man, this is cool because I was identifying it more of the melody of the guitar than I was the actual downbeat of the drums. Anyways, uh, and my final one on all of that is Primus. Um, Primus was also one that somehow got through the cracks. Also with Red Hot Chili Peppers. For some reason, I put those two together. Yeah, there were. A lot of butt cracks. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dork. There are a lot of butt cracks and Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, I don't know because that never happened to me, but I do know that it happened to somebody that I was in the congregation with. So they got a lot of butt cracks. It's not uncommon. They they sh- they touched some butt cracks they shouldn't have touched. Is what I'm saying. Oh my god. Yeah, but happens everywhere, man. So Great. I'm just glad it wasn't me. Okay, my honorable mentions. Oh yeah, T Rex has some. Okay. Um. Stop. <laughs> I have to mention Mark Bolin, okay? Because I love T Rex, and I I I know you you love me. I know you do. Everybody loves me. No, T Rex is good. What's what's one of T Rex's of your favorite you know songs? Um, Children of the Revolution. Oh, nice. Um, uh, Bang a Gong, or Get It On. It depends on where. It, it does. It depends it on whether it was. Song? Yes, it is. But it was called one thing in the United States. It was called another thing. Oh. Uh, in the British I bet release. it was called "Get It On" in the British release and "Bang and Gone." Probably. Over here I think we're so. so I prudish. think so. There's one song that. I um, see a nipple without uh, freaking there, out. <laughs> there's one song. Um, one of my favorite favorites is "Metal Guru." I love "Metal Guru." I wish "Metal Guru" was longer. I feel like Mark Bolin was in like some serious competition with David Bowie, and he may not have had the um, fame that David Bowie had, but Mark Bolin also died um, quite some time ago in a car accident, so he wasn't around as long as David Bowie. Um, There is another song, and I forget the name of it, but he talks about the people of the Beltane. Ride a white swan like the people of the Beltane. Wear your hair long, baby, can't go wrong. It's glam. It's British glam. And I love him. I love him. Um, Next. I love me 
because I am a Long Island girl, I gotta love me some Billy Joel. Long Island Sun. Billy Joel signed an autographed picture from my graduating class. It's in my yearbook. Nice. I had a meltdown. Um, we actually saw we Billy did. Joel. And we sat nosebleed, and I thought you were going to pass the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was way too high for me. I but was I liked not it having a friend. Because we were I mean, right I, over the drummer. Yes, we kind were. Of. It was a kind of a bad seat, but not really. You can't have a bad seat when no, it's a band you love, I man. Know, you know? And, and I love Billy Joel so much. Um, I got to see Billy Joel one other time briefly um, because I walked home from my coffee bar job that was on 40th and 7th Avenue, and I would walk home at night, and I lived you know, south of Madison Square Garden, and a dude stopped me trying to sell me Elton John tickets. And back in the day, they were like 40 bucks, woo, you know? And I looked at the ticket, and I, and it was already like 8.30, 8.45 maybe. And I was like, dude, this show is almost half over. I'm not paying for $40, whatever. And I handed him the ticket back, and I went to walk away. And he went, lady, you drive a hard bargain, 20 bucks. And I said, done! And I took that ticket, and I went in, and I saw half of an Elton John concert. And then... On dueling pianos, one totally silver covered in mirrors and the other one covered in gold mirrors. It was Billy fucking Joel and Elton John and they played a song Holy together shit. and lost my mind. Damn. But then I got to see a whole Billy Joel concert. Thanks to Spotify, when I was listening to him on a drive home late one night, it told me that there was a Billy Joel concert and I almost got into an accident. When I'm I saw that one there. I also love me some um, Amy Winehouse. I think that woman had a voice like nobody else's. I wish that she didn't have so many struggles. I think Back to Black album is amazing. Uh, the Frank album is also very good. Um, and I wish that she went to rehab. And then her father wasn't a piece of shit. Um, I love me some Dragon Ritual drummers. If you like like hand drums this is a you know that they are a voodoo temple of drummers and their music is pretty amazeballs it's pretty much all drumming a little bit of little bit of chanting in there um but we definitely we got to see them at a starwood i've um, definitely seen them they reminded me of that band uh Soul. Soul. that's mm -hmm. right yeah they're super good um you gotta like Wardruna. Oh yeah, for sure. You gotta like it. For sure. And what they are doing is amazing, of taking these old, like, Nordic kind of melodies and tunes, and then old Norse poetry sometimes, and some, some of it, if it's written on their own, but it's in, like, old Norse language or Norwegian, and you, you know, as someone that doesn't speak either one of those languages, Unfortunately, I have to look up those lyrics and get them, like, look at the translation. Um, but, you know, some of those albums are named after runes. Each song sometimes is named after a different rune. And I think they're a different take on the meaning of those runes and gives you a different way to look at, you know, what is Fehu? What is Isa? What is, you know, um, you know Hagalaz? What is Tyr about? There's a couple bands that fall in that category for me that High Long. High Long? And you just like those cleckety bones oh, in her so awesome good. mask. So cool, but I mean, I, 
some of it I'm not too into, but it, some of it's really cool, so mm -hmm. it's definitely worth checking out. But there was one other one, and I forget what it was now. Um, Ominous? Ominous? We saw him at Star Wars one time, and it was mostly... The main guy had a uh, didgeridoo most mm. of the time. Wasn't the trees and the rivers? No, I... No? Ominous? Anyways, it um, don't matter. I'm giving an honorable mention to the Foo Fighters because I love Dave Grohl. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, yeah. how do you not love the Foo Fighters? Yeah, how do you not love They're David Grohl? They're pretty fucking awesome. I mean, Nirvana was awesome. Fresh Pots. And anybody who likes Foo Fighters Would know what you're is going to know what I'm talking about. Fresh Pots! And my last, my very last honorable mention... Here it is, boys and girls. ...goes to my... Prepare yourselves. ...beloved friends... Are you ready? ...from high school. Here it goes. Who I did date one, and uh -huh. another one who wasn't in the band when this is recorded, mm -hmm. and I also mm -hmm. made out with my other friend. But is Half Man Wonder, and there is only one. Um, oh, I guess I did. You gotta. All right, so I finished Keep talking going. about Half Man mm -hmm. Wonder. Um, Are they still think, together? Or do they still? Unfortunately, play? no. No. Okay. Um, I think Long Island can be a Venus flytrap for bands. Sounds Sometimes like every town in America. Yeah. You don't get out, you know? I mean, they did go as, you know, I, I think they could have gone a lot farther had they moved and, like, gone to California. Um, my friend David is in California and is doing some, some great stuff. Um, and I know it's a struggle and I know it's hard, but I really think that they could have gone someplace. Their album, Every Now and Sometimes Then, is on Spotify. And I can still listen to it now and... Uh, so enjoy it? I, I absolutely do. Good. And it puts me back in like a, a fun place of, you know, going out to Long Island and New York City bars. Um, Being and a young, and hot woman on the town. <laughs> well, well, I don't know about that, but... Yeah, you um, of just being, Of just being, you know, of having a difficult history with some of the people in that band and still finding a way to be friends. And sure. I can still love and appreciate... Um, that music and it puts me back into a, like a, a nice time so asterisk asterisk you gotta love Rage Against the Machine and I think you can still listen to Rage Against the Machine and apply the shit that they were saying with back today. in the day with shit going on today I mean which sucks really but yeah come on I some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses Done, son. And that's the band that is without their singer. That's Audio Slave. Right. There you go. Just made a full circle. I did. And great place to end. Wrapped everything. it up. Yep. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. As we geek out about music. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got something to geek out about, please email us at hoof.horn.podcast at gmail.com. All of the show notes will have different videos and links to all these different bands. This is going to be a lot of work. That guess what? The Sagittarius doesn't have to have anything <laughs> to do with, and the Devil Capricorn will take care of all of it. Yeah, but you're still controlling. You might as well just take control of it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. This is the size of a human. This is the size of a deity. Shut the fuck up, Roxas. <clears throat> Good night, everybody. See you guys later.